You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blurred Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey, it's Michael, Black Gay Comic Geek. Um, How you doing, guys? What's up? Why are you talking like that? I don't know. How was your week, Michael? How you been? My week was... It was cute. Fuck your week. I didn't have a good week <laughs> <Okay>. at all. <laughs> all right, The Rock. <laughs> My week sucked. I've had the perfect storm of bad shit happen to me. I'm not happy about it. So this is a very unchained episode of Blurred Vision. Okay, it's like Superman Unchained. Yes. Did yes. you see? Did you ever see that? Wait, you mean read it? No, it was a movie. No, Unbound. It's called Superman Unbound. Yeah, I was like, what? Wait, which one was Unbound? It's when he fought uh, Brainiac. Yes. Why was it called Unbound though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, exactly that. That's exactly how I feel. Uh, you know what broke my back? We have got one iTunes review this week. Was it week. Bane? No, it wasn't Bane. <laughs> not, it's not like the theme song of Blurred Vision. <laughs> we got an iTunes review. Me Immaculate. You fucked up for everybody. There's a couple of things that happened this week. I was just like, mm, you know what? I'm not even going to be mad about that. But you know, it's like there's one thing that happens and it just breaks the fucking camel's back. That's Me Immaculate. That's so, review? Yeah, that's that review. So when uh-uh. we get there, oh uh-uh. boy, Me what? Immaculate. <laughs> and not just him. There's others I'm going to talk about. So this is going to be a fun episode of Blurred Vision. All right. He's calling people out. Oh, I got <laughs> names. I got receipts, bitch. <laughs> but this week we got to talk about Flash, Arrow, though. Wait, no. No, you no, I haven't Arrow. seen Arrow. No, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yes, so pause. I've seen one minute. One and minute and 22 <laughs> seconds. 30 seconds. <laughs> no, 22. Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to round up for you. <laughs> you, you didn't miss that much. It was, oddly enough, it was a very Laurel heavy episode. I'll, I'll briefly mention it, but who cares? Who cares about anything CW related? (laughs) I don't care about... Because I'm just like, after all this time, especially since the, like, Laurel's now, uh, or Kate Cassidy's a main character again. Why bother to... Why'd they bother to kill her off? It's it's so weird. It's stupid. The legacy of Black Canary is so fucked on the arrow. There is no legacy of Black Canary. (laughs) There really isn't. (laughs) Because I don't watch Legends Tomorrow. It's not about watching the one good Canary anymore. Yeah. Sarah. We'll, anyway, talk, we'll, talk yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll talk about Legends later. Uh, but you did watch Death of Superman. Reign of Superman. I keep saying death. Yes, the reign of the Superman. Yes. Um, I watched that like a month ago. <laughs> so you're going to be helping me kind of draw my memories of that entire thing. Well, that's my job. I help you. <laughs> Not to remember things. You don't remember shit. Yeah, remember. <laughs> I'm like, what? I remember everything. <laughs> All right, so we're going to switch off for that one because I, I don't remember the details. But we'll get there. Um, Promise Neverland, of course, and Dorororo. I actually did watch the first three episodes. Uh, so I want to know what you think. Yeah, you watched the fourth one. I did. Okay, so you can, after I give my thoughts on the first three, you can see if you can tantalize me to watch the fourth. 
Uh, and then we got news of the week as per usual. But before we get there, we have iTunes review. Not review. reviews. <laughs> just one. Just one. And this is from the one our- that left him on. What, what, what did you say? Unchained, what? unbat, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, unch- blurred, <laughs> unchained. Uh, yeah, this was the haymaker after the 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 one-two from uh, two emails we got this week, too. But this is the review from, I, I usually say our old pal, but... He's not a pal anymore. I, I don't know if you're a pal no more, me Immaculate. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're an acquaintance. <laughs> our acquaintance, me Immaculate. He's on probation? He's on probation right now. It's a four-star review, and Uh-oh. that's what pissed me off. Uh-oh. Leaving a four-star review for this reason. Here we go. The subject is, he's in the, he's, so you know where we're going. I love you guys. Nah. Four stars. Nah. But why? Black girl magic. Uh-uh. Mm, we're going uh-uh. back there. <laughs> I hate to be that reviewer. Then why do it, me immaculate? Then why do it? <laughs> I already know. Yeah, it's little. But one thing I couldn't let the comment about black girl magic slide episode 114 and he provides the timestamp mark of where i say it two hours and blah 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 blah. whatever listen i can agree that the movie little this this movie will be the bane <laughs> of my existence michael i blame you no no <laughs> I blame, blame you blame yourself bring you up that bullshit <laughs> blame and i will go into why it's bullshit in a second but he says listen i can agree that the movie little doesn't look all that appealing but Saying that the term black girl magic is a toxic term is not cool. The movie itself looks trash. Thank you. But a 14-year-old girl, black girl, making her own mainstream movie in Hollywood is the very definition of black girl magic. Let me pause right there. I'm not saying that the phrase black girl magic is inherently toxic. I even clarified that when we fucking talked about it. (laughs) All right? What I'm saying is I've seen it used in toxic ways. And the only regret I really have is not actually clarifying what I meant by that. But I've seen it used as like put downs. I've seen uh, like memes online. Uh, black women just age better than other races. Hashtag black girl magic. Like it's used as like a put down almost in like a weird roundabout way. And I get the original context. You know, it's it's a way to embolden a, a uh, historically and systematically oppressed gender and race, black women. But my greater point wasn't that it was just toxic in some examples, but that I myself, just have, my opinion is, I think the phrase itself is stupid. <laughs> I'll say that. It's my Bill Maher moment. I think it's kitschy. I think it's uh, a stupid hashtag in this culture that loves just uh, boil down a movement or a feeling into a singular, easily repeatable phrase. I think the term black girl magic is so ubiquitous that the fact that it can be applied to everything means that it basically means nothing. The fact that I've seen it used in so many ridiculous ways. And, and in the same way, I feel as though if another race or sex were to do the same thing, it would come off just as fucking corny. Like if, a, if a white guy got a well-paying job, oh, hashtag white boy magic. If a Mexican soccer player scored a fucking football, oh, hashtag Mexican guy magic. Like, I just, it's, no, it's stupid to me. But just because I think it's stupid does not mean I'm disrespecting women. Because my man, me Immaculate, goes on to say, black women are already the most disrespected demographic there is and can't stand that other black people disrespect them no matter how slight. That's what I'm talking about. Where did I disrespect black women? But like people hear one thing and the, the outrage culture interprets it another way and goes, oh, I can't believe they disrespected black women. I said a fucking hashtag was stupid. And I think I, and I've seen it used in toxic ways. 
But in that, is that a blanket statement of, oh, I'm anti-black woman or I'm anti-black girl? No. Yeah, but things, I mean, things trigger people. Like, I mean, That's just, just think, I but just think of like what happened with you last week with Bill Maher, the stuff that he said. Made you upset. Motherfucker, it's not even close. Bill Maher was wishing death upon all comic book fans for appreciating the work Stanley did in his life and his legacy. I'm saying that I think a hashtag is stupid. Those two things do not correlate. If I say a hashtag is stupid, that does not mean one plus one equals Jordan disrespecting black women. Like, get the fuck out of here. That's the, that's, that's the outrage culture I hate, where you'll take a singular phrase, a singular thing someone says, misinterpret it, but then run with it as if that's the meaning the person had originally. Like, that's not what I said. And that's not even what I meant. But to act as if it was, and to give us a four-star review for it, which act- which actually hurts the podcast, no. Fucking ridiculous. And that's what I'm saying. Like, some things I can agree with in outrage culture, but other things, and you even said that as well, with Twitter and shit like that, people take it too far. And when you know someone's an ally to your side, and you still want to be like, well, actually, you shouldn't have said that because you're actually being disrespectful to black women, or, or whatever, insert X. Like, that's the shit that pisses me off online. And to see that trickle in the Blue Version podcast... Ugh, it's irksome. <laughs> irksome, Michael. I mean, but people claim to be allies about certain stuff all the time, and then they say certain stuff, and then they're just like, really? Like, Bill Maher claims to be an ally. Again, using Bill Maher as an example, because that's, you know. You are playing the devil's advocate when you know, in this context, who you're talking to. It's me. I'm not sitting here. And even what I just said, was that anti-black woman? Am I disrespectful to black women because I said that black girl magic is a stupid phrase to me? No. Exactly. But just, I mean, I'm playing the devil's advocate, but that's the point of a, that's the whole point of having this discussion. I don't want a devil's advocate, motherfucker. I want an advocate right now. Be an advocate. I don't want fair and balanced Michael right now. I don't want Fox News Michael. I want Michael that has my back. God damn. I mean, speaking of advocates, I'm going to use that as an opportunity to segue from iTunes reviews to emails. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to well. Yeah, so already? Yeah, yeah, well, we only have one iTunes review. And I'm sorry, me and Michael, you go on and talk about how you feel about Cicada and the Flash, and yada, yada. But I'm not going to read it because I want you guys to understand that reading iTunes reviews and reading emails, they're not a right. They're a privilege. And when it comes to something like Rashawn or Regis just emailing just to be assholes, like I'm not going to read that on the air anymore. Like I'm tired. I'm tired. Jordan's had enough. You ever watch Seinfeld? I'm Costanzing I'm right now. George is getting upset. <laughs> Rashad literally sent me an email just saying, George trash Michael's awesome. <laughs> and that's the joke you always fucking bring up. But these motherfuckers take it too far. And I'm going to say, I mean, here's an example I'm going to use for that. Regis, this motherfucker, and he says it's a joke after the fact, but he leaves a comment on one of Juan, the guy who runs Blurvision underscore facts, uh, one of his posts, saying something along the lines of, uh, it was it's the Soldier Boy meme where it's like Drake, Drake, but rather it's a meme about me. And when someone says, or well, when you say things are my fault, I go my fault, my fault. Funny meme, I enjoyed it. But then of course you know Regis has to add his two cents for no reason just to suck your dick because it's a funny running joke I guess to him. He's basically going oh oh my god, Michael's always right. Mm, so smart, and, you know, as a joke, as a reply. I'm like, well, I, you know, I can't hear you over the sound of you sucking Michael's dick. Thinking nothing of it. Let it go. Then I almost immediately get a notification of an email from Regis. 
basically he's declaring war on blurred vision. That is the title of his subject. And he's, he, I'm not going to read the email, but he goes on to be like, oh, this is why I'm on Team Michael, and this is why all the Valkyries are on my side, too. And then, I would let that go. He goes in the commu- the group chat and repeats it. He posts the image and is like, hey, who's on my side? Let's war against Blur Vision. I didn't see any of that. Yeah, yeah, that must have happened during the day when I was sleeping. No, it didn't. <laughs> it was at night. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, shit like that, like, what? what are you doing? what is that like is it a joke it's a ha 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 after the fact he's like oh ha 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 but it's like that's not that funny it's like why are you creating undue issues within the community based on a joke that he loves you that's a you joke that you tell people to suck your pussy all the time if i tell somebody that they and regis and rashawn are notorious for this oh oh, michael's the fucking smartest everything he says is perfect Jabbing at me constantly too, going, oh, George Trash. So if I jab back, somehow I'm the asshole. That's the way he made it seem in the group chat. When I, when I brought it up, he was just like, oh, well, they're all jokes. But was it though? Not sure, bro. It wasn't that funny, bro. It, it wasn't that funny. Well, I get what you're saying because we have a real life relationship. Like, I actually know you. I have your number in my phone. We know each other. You're at my house. I've been to your house. You met my mother, et cetera, et cetera. So there's things that I could say to you that I wouldn't want a stranger saying to me. So, yeah, the fact that they're strangers and they're doing, you know, like, obviously, I call you trash all the time. But also at the same time, it's like because they're listeners and they hear our inside jokes, they try to, you know, they want to be in on the inside jokes. They want to be in on the fun. But, yeah, some people might take it too far. Like, I could probably say to certain friends, well, like, we do it all the time. Um, argue with certain friends like your mother, your mother, your mother, your mother. We say make your mother jokes, but like if somebody else did that shit, I would be fucking pissed off and ready to fight. Exactly. Ugh. I, I guess what really pushed me over the edge was just the fact that Regis thought it was a funny joke to go from going, like, oh, I got the screenshots of you calling me like saying I suck Michael's dick, to sending me an email about declaring war, like uh, even facetiously, Blur Vision War, talking about Valkyries being on his side and blah, 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 blah. And then going in the group chat and trying to rile people up about it. I'm like, what? This is shit Double Toasted talks about all the time. And now I understand why hosts or podcasts or shows in general are usually kind of hard asses because shit like this builds up over time. And it's like, yo, you're doing too much. Y'all got to pump the brakes. Like, just chill a little bit. Like, it's all fun. We're all friends here, but... You know what? Sometimes as a friend, I got to tell you, chill the fuck out. <laughs> so Regis the man right now, you ain't the man. Rashawn, rum lock on. Rashawn, rum lock the fuck off. How about that? And on that note, let's let's hear from some people that are actually positive fans. That actually contribute in a positive way. Let's read our first email from Xavier Sutton. Xavier writes, Hey guys, I was going to write a whole novel on the BS that happens in the CW shows, but I didn't want Jordan to fall asleep on the podcast. <laughs> so I would just ask, what is one thing you would change from Flash or Arrow? For me, I would have the new Green Arrow be future William and have the flash forwards be just Roy and William training on the island. That way we don't see too much of the future and it can still be a surprise. Also, Michael, if you haven't played Until Dawn, I've been playing it. That's all I have to say. Stay nerdy, my blurdy, and fuck Supergirl. So what would you change about Flash and or Arrow? The writers? <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. And I don't even know because I'm like I don't even know if they're the same writers from season one to now. Probably I don't probably not because I'm just like where? How do you go from as epic season one was 
to what's going on. Now, granted, it's not that I dislike season five, but just the the ups and downs of the show. Like I even take another show as another example. Like Supernatural has been on damn near 15 years. Well, they're about to be in their 15th season. And yet pretty much every season has pretty, been pretty great like up for the show. And they've gone through different writers, different showrunners. And so I'm like, I don't know why some shows can do it. Some shows can't. Keep up, keep up the momentum. And they go for 22 episodes as well. And that's not to say every single episode of Supernatural is great and every single season is just as good as the others, but it's still, they, they've been staying on a pretty consistent high for the most part. That's why they keep renewing it. I mean, I just wish they had a more consistent vision because I feel like they, they ran out of story somewhere in the midpoint of, of at least Arrow, maybe in The Flash. Flash has been faking it a little bit better, but like especially in the midpoint where they got into the magic shit with Arrow, or even before that with the the flashbacks in Tokyo not being on the island, having the retcon the intro from freaking from five, five years on the island to five years in hell. Like it just seems like kind of like Lost. They didn't really have a strong plan for that middle section of the show. So I feel like if they tightened that up, if they had somebody planned from the beginning to the end, so I guess it is the writers. Because, I mean, other than that, what would you... There's not any single one thing I would change about the show that would just fix it. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I couldn't be like, I don't know, put Batman in the arrow. Like, I know there's not, like, a character or a villain, a single character or villain that would have made either of those shows, like, better for five to six or seven seasons. No. And then, yeah, it boils down to the writing. Like, if you know you're... You're you're shackled by having 22 episodes. Like, figure out a way to map out. Like, even if you have to break up the seasons, like the first half is going to be one story, and the second half is going to be another story, and they eventually connect by the end, or or something. I don't. I mean, I, great. And of course, it's easier said than done. Like, I was, oh, this is what you should do, and then you could be like, well, write it for me. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. See, wasn't that a nice email? No one calling by trash. <laughs> There was a civil discussion. Our next email comes from Elliot Howard. Been meaning to do this for a while. Hey guys, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple years now. Don't remember when I started, but I'm pretty sure it was around the time Michael joined as a host, give or take a few episodes. I'm glad y'all started to discuss anime more too, even after Jamie left. The Promised Neverland has been really good, and I'm looking forward to hearing your opinions on the reveal of the traitor. Oh yeah, I was kind of mad. I was like, really? Really? Yeah. Really? There's got to be a twist though. I mean... Yeah, probably. Oh, that's right. There was a double twist. I'm forgetting the very, very, very last moment. I thought it was the other kid. And I was like, really? The one brown kid? <laughs> uh, also, I think someone recommended this a few weeks ago, and I wanted to co-sign it. Go check out... Wait, what? Go check out... Oh, The Rising of the Shield Hero. I've been reading the manga for the last few years, and it's a great underdog slash come-up story about a guy who has to fight for a world that wants to shun him which gives it a different spin on the isekai genre. Okay. The Rising of the Shield Hero. Have you heard of that? It's on Crunchyroll, but I haven't I haven't watched it. Hmm. Fight for a world that wants to shun him. I mean, that sounds like Naruto to me. <laughs> uh, all right, this might be getting a bit too long, so I'm going to end it here. Keep up the good work and go beyond Plus Ultra. Not too long at all. Very nice. No trash comments. If you're any gurgling, <laughs> that's coming from my stomach. I don't know if that might come across on the mic. <laughs> uh, and our last email comes from Daryl Berso. Finally, did the thing. 
I dropped the Flash. CW shows are way too inconsistent in the Flash the most. Like at least Arrow, you can watch dope choreography. In Flash, you have to deal with the CW fake slash force drama and fucking trash CG every episode. Fuck out of here. That means fuck out of here. Oh, he says, <laughs> he says foe, F-O-H. But then he says, that means fuck out of here. I know y'all don't get hip vernacular. But I no, did. No, not at all. But I did. Because <laughs> I, I run it as fuck out of here. I was a person who messaged in saying the watch promised Neverland, who prefaced that Michael oh doesn't like children, so he might not like this. So that surprised the hell out of me that he actually enjoys the show. Jor makes no sense. How do you like something and want it to end at the same time? Oh, I said I wanted promised Neverland to end early. Mm-hmm. I mean, you jumped off the flash. Don't you wish that kind of ended earlier? <laughs> like when it was good in its prime? I'm not saying the promised Neverland won't be able to last like 100 episodes or whatever. I'm just saying from the premise, my assumption would have been maybe two seasons at most, one inside the walls, one outside. People keep, people keep saying I don't like kids just because I didn't like Made in Abyss. You know how many kids things I watch? You love Little. That's got a kid in it. I, well, first of all, I didn't say I love Little. Mm, didn't you? For the Beast Boy flashback, when he saw all the League members get killed, that was all just the members that got killed in action. Wait, what? Oh, at the end of... Remember the in the the Beast Boy episode of Injustice when he was seeing, like, Terra... No, not Terra. He was seeing um, Kid Flash and all those other people that were on the bridge with him. Mm-hmm. I guess that's who the other people were. Like, Blue Beetle was uh, there, so... He died. Oh. Wait, yeah, wait, Blue Beetle what? died. When did he die? The original Blue Beetle. Oh, the original Blue Beetle. I'm yeah, like, yeah. wait... Uh, Young Justice needs like five seasons the way they have. What? Young Justice needs like five seasons the way they have their universe set up. Fucking Harper Row showed up. I eat peace. Harper Row? Um, I know that name. Fuck. Somebody hit me up in DMs. Yeah, I know. Saying that, that we need to brush up on our DC comics. Yeah, I know. Watch. I know that name, but I can't think of who that is. I forgot why. Somebody earlier in the week said that we need to know more about DC comics. Because it's something we missed in Young Justice. Oh, it wasn't. They're not putting together the tight Teen Titans. They're putting together. Yeah, they're doing the Outsiders, but we never said. No, 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 no. no it's not the Outsiders. It's, it's something for the comics. Like they have Cyborg and Terra. I don't remember what they said though. It wasn't that it was Outsiders. It was something else. Some other. Because well, somebody else hit me up saying they're not putting together the Teen. The exact same thing, but they said they're not putting together the Teen Titans. They're putting together the Outsiders. You guys need to brush up on your comic book. Oh, I'm maybe like, that was the same guy then. But so I'm like, but I'm also like, I never said they're doing the Teen Titans. I just said I want to see Starfire and Raven. But then I also said, eh, but if they do that, it'll be the Teen Titans. That's what I said. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't literally think they were making the Teen Titans. No, just that core team is what we associate with the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Especially since they introduced Cyborg. But I even said, I told the guy, I was like, look, bro, like, I think I responded to him. I was like, look, man. I, I'm a fan of the Teen Titans cartoon, the animated series. So I'm not even going to claim that I know anything about the Teen Titans comics in the first place. <laughs> so if I ever miss anything in Justice, like, oh, well, if you had read Teen Titans issue number, blah, 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 you know this. I'd be like, I don't fucking, I'm not a comic book guy. <laughs> <sighs> and on that note, now that emails are done and my broly rage has subsided, let's move on to more positive things. Not really. Let's talk about The Flash this week. Memorabilia. Activating brainwave transmission. Nora's in trouble. We have to go in after her. If you die in there, die out here. She's protecting her secret. Dad can't see my memories. 
And then for those that don't know the Blurred Vision rating system, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. So, Michael, what did you think of this week's episode of The Flash? Uh, the Flash, memorabilia. Uh, how did I feel about memorabilia? I mean, it was it was all right. Like, the way th- them looking into uh, trying to save Grace, I guess that's her name. Uh, Cicada. Yeah, the daughter of Cicada. Cicada's Cicada's niece. I mean, I thought it was an interesting, interesting idea, but I don't, I don't know. It's just something about the episode, because ultimately, what the episode wanted to get across is to try to see more into Nora's backstory, and I think the way that they handled it, I feel like they could have did it a different way. Like overall, like I feel like maybe they should have went to the future. And you saw like or something, but overall that like the episode, I don't know why I'm like drawing a blank right now because I'm like trying to remember, and I like literally you having memory issues. Yeah, I'm having, I'm having memory <laughs> issues, <laughs> and I like literally just watched it not that long ago, probably before this episode of the Arrows. <laughs> no, I wa- right now. <laughs> no, I watched a Reign of Superman after, uh. but uh. Yeah, I'm like drawing a blank right now. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I, to me, this episode was like Inception for The Flash. Like going to dreams within dreams to the point where they literally go into Nora's dream, or not dream, but into her mind, and she's also in the mind. I don't know how this works. How do you go into the mind of somebody who's in the mind of somebody else? I don't. How does that work? I don't know. Whatever. I, I, <laughs> portals. Portals. Yeah, okay. Because sure. they use the vibe portal, which I'm like, that's not. It's not a real breach. No, that's just they, they have that one animation. They have the one animation. <laughs> they just keep using the animation. It's cheaper that way. Yeah. Um. I mean, the stuff in this episode, I thought that was the best. Again, the stuff that focused on Nora, <laughs> the Nora Iris Berry. So the stuff that happened in Nora's mindscape, the stuff that happened in in Grace's mind, was kind of inconsequential because it was all basically like fabrication anyway. Like when they get into the dollhouse, that is like she thinks is his like Kate's apartment or whatever. Um, and then the, the the weird revelation that happens at the end, I, I guess we'll give our ratings first before I get into spoilers, but it's, it rivals the wrinkle in time that I'll say that it's fucking stupid. Like, I, know, like, I thought, I thought the acting for the little girl, I don't know. I thought it was, it was bit, good at it, first. It was good at first, but, but then when she, yeah, a yeah, wrinkle in time. Yeah. Wrinkle in time, yeah <laughs> I, I can agree with that. Actually, right, so what was your rating? I could definitely agree. I could definitely agree with that. Yeah. Like I thought that was. I was like, okay, come on. This is the route we're going. And then what happened at the end with the forehead? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, this is stupid. I- it was an interesting idea that unraveled very quickly. And that's what I was trying to get to. That's what I was trying to get to at the beginning. Like, I get what they were trying to do with this episode. Also but cool I wanted, but I wanted of- more I wanted more from it. I mean, it was also cool that it was kind of a ploy by a... Uh- Sherlock Wells. Oh, that was definitely that's that's something I, I did enjoy because I caught that from the beginning. Yeah, like even when they was like, "Oh, why why are we in Nora's memories?" And I'm like, "Okay, okay, I see I see Sherlock is working." But yeah, I mean, overall, I would give this episode just a straight passable. Wait, you think that was what he wanted to do? Like, I think her- I think I think it is. I think it is, but I could be wrong. No, I think his his plan was for them to go in together. But then he remember he said that. Going in together, you might see memories from the other person. 
I think yeah. that was the test he wanted. Yeah, that that is the test he originally wanted. But then once Nora already jumped the sh- well, not jumped the shark, but jumped the gun and went into Grace's memories. You think he purposely? I put think them he in purposely her put them in her memories because even uh, it's kind of a dick move. Look even die. Even, <laughs> Kate, even Caitlin was like, "How did they get there?" Well, that's kind of a dick move, and he he could have killed them. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he probably figured out a way to. Uh, okay, so would you read it? I get passable. Straight passable. Straight passable. Uh, yeah, I guess a pass, low passable. <sighs> and that actually, it's that ending. I, now, that, now that I'm talking through it, it's like more stuff is coming to me. But it's like, and then also, I think the thing that maybe annoyed me a little bit, and I was like, okay, I don't, I get like the real life ramifications and like that this does happen in real life but ultimately like all this feels weak now the whole thing that happened with iris and the how uh nora saw her one way but then when they showed oh, the, but yes. then when they showed what okay. really happened yes. i was like it was a hundred it was a, it was like a complete one it was like no like little bit of segments of like that no. rage and stuff that that she felt I thought it was like less, nothing yeah it was like less harsh that was like nothing And it was like, okay, there's no way, there is absolutely no way that Nora, even as a child, would would see experience it in one way, but then feel a completely different way. Like I get as a child, you have rage and emotions and stuff like that, but you still you still know what's going on for the most part. And the memory that they showed that was the fake memory, our Iris being like basically a bitch. Super bitch. A super, super bitch. And then the memory that you had with like the hug, like this, I'm like, uh-uh. I don't believe that shit in one, I don't believe that shit one bit. So that's the thing that kind of annoyed me in that episode. I was like, okay, now you're kind of dialing back. Okay, I'm going to give it a lesson passable <laughs> for that reason. But my issue with that is, now we're in spoilers, I didn't like it because it completely dialed back everything that I feel like would have been an interesting character development for Iris. Like, from the beginning, they've been, like, Barry's been telling her, like, no, you don't gotta change, just stay the same, you gotta just, you don't gotta do anything different. And it's like, but I feel like it'd be more interesting if she did have that side of herself that she could, like, you know, fall down into. But in this, it's like, she was perfect. Like, she's always been perfect. She never did anything wrong. Everything that we thought she might have even done wrong was all just Nora's crazy mind misinterpreting what was actually happening and the fact that Nora even understood that like when they confronted her about it Nora was immediately like yeah you know like I was an angry kid so anything you did back then I was just viewed as like you know just me being like I, I would have been angry regardless but I'm like wait but if you knew that why were you mad at her in the first place I'm confused like you know what I mean like, you would think yeah, she would, that's the thing I she didn't would like. think in her mind like no I, this is what happened like no you're remembering it differently there was not even a struggle that she was like no that's I understand. I was just, I was just angry back then. And it'd be like, one. What? It, it, it would be one thing if maybe she came to that conclusion and, and had that reaction if she herself was there in that memory and got to see the memory that she that she remembers and then what actually happens. But no, she wasn't even there. So it's like to go from saying, "Oh, well, this is what I think happened." Then Iris is like, "No, I saw the actual memory." She's like, "No, you're right." It's like, but no, you didn't see that. So, how, so yeah. in your mind, you still think what happened? You know, the angry Iris is really true. Yeah, because because that's the because uh, what did they say in the beginning of the episode? Nora isn't here, so these are just these are actual memories. So we can't affect them. Yeah. like what uh, happened with Grace. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, no, this doesn't make sense. It now. Doesn't add up. No, it doesn't add up. I think it's detrimental Iris's character, like mostly. 
That's the biggest thing. Because it, it gave like an interesting like character, character flaw. A, a character flaw or a character arc for Iris. Like it, it, it humanized her a little bit at the beginning. After season four? When was last season? Four? Yeah. Four. After yeah. season four, like Iris' whole issue was she felt like a Mary Sue character. And this was finally something they introduced at the beginning of the season that made you go like, oh, okay. Iris ain't perfect. Like we're actually going to like work on her character this season. But then ultimately, this is boiled down to, nah, Iris, you're perfect the whole time. You don't got to change nothing. <laughs> it's like, what? And that's basically the message that they put. Like, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to change. It's like. You're perfect. Oh, come on. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Uh, this is the CW bullshit people be talking about. Like, you had an interesting idea there, and you fucked it up. For what? Like, I don't even understand. Why take it back? You know? Like, why? Yeah, I agree. But beyond that, the fucking... The twist at the end. It turns out, no, Grace is all... She's ride or die for her fucking fake dad cicada. Yeah, so much so that she's fucking becoming a medic human herself. I mean, not even that. The fact that she becomes fucking the kid from Wrinkle in Time, like George Wallace, whatever the fuck. Where she's like, I was... Oh, no. What did she say? Nora's gonna pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, come on. Is this... Is this what they're doing? You really? I, I heard everything. You're hurting my father. Whatever, uncle. What's, what's he call him? She calls him something. No, she says my uncle. Oh, my uncle. You're hurting my uncle. And I won't let you. I'm like, oh my god, this is so terrible. And even that, like, the whole I heard everything. I heard everything. It's like, so you heard everything. So you're still on his side. Like she's a meta, but what's her power? I don't even understand that. Well, I think she. I don't know. I don't know what her power is, but she got hit by the satellite, Psychic? I guess. So I don't. Yeah. And if she heard everything, but she heard her uncle going, I'm going to kill all the metas. It's like, yep, that's exactly no, what I want to hear. Because she mentioned, she mentioned that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's ridiculous. She's like, yes, I co-signed that. It's like, what? Because she's like, they killed my parents. It's like, what? Is that what kids think? It's just like, yeah. Maybe, maybe it is. Aaron Yeager did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill all the Titans. All right, I mean, is there anything else we talk about in Flash? Um, also, why was Cicada her? Right? It was like an adult her, right? Yeah, at first, at first, I think first it was him. But then by the end, it was by, like an by, adult by her. By the end, it was, her, it was her. Yeah, I didn't get that. Uh, they didn't even mention it. So no, they didn't like, mention it. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. So I'm like, are they going to introduce a new Cicada at the end? Maybe that's why Cicada was never caught? That's stupid. Yeah, that would be very stupid. <laughs> that would be very stupid. I like... The reverse flash suit stuff, though, mm-hmm. and the fact that that was that like, was her that was her defense mechanism. Yeah. So it also shows that she really does trust Eobard. Yeah, and I like Sherlock Wells' reaction, like, oh, oh interesting, yeah. okay. What also kind of makes me wonder, though, are they gonna pull a twist within the twist where Eobard actually is good in her future? Because remember, there was a whole conversation. Do you want him to be a good guy? I don't. I don't at all. <laughs> but remember, there was a whole conversation was like, oh, yeah, people can change. And we, us being heroes, we have to give people the opportunity to change. And Nora was like, well, what about somebody like Eobard? And he was like, I mean, maybe sometime in the future after he's had time to, like, uh, recollect on the things that he's done, maybe, yeah, in the future he will have changed. But that'll be then. And she is super far from in the future, so maybe that. I hope that's not them trying to hint of, oh yeah, Eobard's gonna change. I, I don't want that at all. I want him to be the villain of the season because right now they're spinning the cicada wheel too long. Like it, this, this thing they should have wrapped up earlier. Like the fact that it's still going now, it's just becoming annoying. Yeah, 
It's like, oh, God, you're becoming Diaz. Just in this. <laughs> Just in this. And speaking of Diaz, you didn't watch this week's episode of Arrow, but this week's episode was called Past Sins. What our father did to you was unforgivable. I need to try and make things right. Your family destroys everything it touches. Just give me a chance. You're my sister. Uh, you are one minute in, so I'm going to guess you don't know anything about this episode. Oh. I guess I think there was a vigilante. Well, here's a summary. The past comes back to haunt both Oliver and <laughs> Laurel. That's a terrible summary. <laughs> so on one end, the past that comes to haunt Oliver is... Um, and I'm like, why is this coming back now? I guess thematically is why it's coming back. But like in terms of how long it's taken for this guy to come back into Oliver's life, it's like, what? The guy, the guy that uh, Oliver's father killed on the boat, Remember how Oliver's father killed himself and the other guy was on the boat with him, the bodyguard or whatever? Mm-hmm. Was his, bodyguard's his son? son. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow, you were joking, but yeah, that's actually it. <laughs> his son hates the fact that Oliver's working for the police. He's like, oh, you're a killer. Uh, you shouldn't be working for the police. No one should work with the Green Arrow. So he was fine. Well, the, he was mayor. Uh, yeah. Like he was. Or the other six season or whatever. But now it's just the fact that he's working with the cops. Yeah. Because he doesn't hate. Like, you know, just the fact that he's a vigilante, he hates him because he's Oliver Queen. And Oliver Queen's father killed his father. You know what I mean? And it ruined his life. Okay. So, like, you would think he would have... But I'm like, but he Fuck was... you, mayor! Like... Yeah, I was like, but he was still Oliver Queen when he came... For, f- for yeah, five seasons? Uh... Six seasons? Whatever! <laughs> I'm like, why, why are you appearing now? But it's really just because, you know, this episode is dealing a lot with Oliver dealing with his past issues and... Wanting to move forward with honesty and and trust and transparency, so he doesn't want to lie to the people of Star City that this guy hates his father because his father, you know, he's been covering up his father's evil legacy. So he's right now he's coming to terms with it. Meanwhile, you got Laura over here as the B plot. Her whole thing is, oh my god, I'm becoming good. But what's this? Uh, this guy that I thought I killed from Earth 2 is suddenly on Earth 1. Not for a second going, maybe that's the Earth 1 counterpart of the Earth 2 guy I thought I killed. Not until the, it's a revelation at the end of the episode, but I'm like, clearly. Like, yeah, I was like, that doesn't make sense because, like they, they play even as, it. Even as you say it, I'm like, well, how did he get there then? Yeah, but they, pl- and she killed him in the flashback, but they play it as if, like, it's him. But they do that thing where they'll talk, but he won't say the specific things he needs to say that will reveal that he's from this earth. At one point, she accuses him of like, you know, being that guy. And he's like, What do you mean, Earth 2? And then she like attacks him or something. So he's going to continue what he's saying. But clearly, if you just, if you let him speak for five seconds, he would have told you, like, I'm not that guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> but the entire episode, they pretend that he's a guy from Earth 2. And she's all freaked out about it. And then Felicity confronts her about it. And she's like, Oh, well. Like, well, you tell you you kill people all the time. Like, why is this guy any different? Like, why are you so freaked out about him? And she's like, she's like, oh well, coincidentally, he's the guy that, uh, in her world, her Quentin died from a drunk driver hitting his car while he was going out to, I forgot what he, he she said get, oh get her a birthday cake because her, her birth so generic it was so cliche she went he he Quentin had to go out to get her a birthday cake because she threw a tantrum that he didn't have a birthday cake on her birthday and then he ends up getting hit by a drunk driver this asshole and dies so she blames herself so she's freaked out about this guy because it reminds her of the her Quentin dying and she blames herself for it whatever but the whole thing is just a whole like a long-winded redemption 
like you know another redemption arc in her story mm-hmm. that's all it is the ultimate is just like you're a good person laurel you've changed i did change you're right the end <laughs> i'm still thinking i'm like well, yeah whatever I, I was just like logically that still doesn't even make sense because you would think considering that she's been on earth two for so long and the fact that she constantly talks about how you're not like my you're not like my oliver or, or you know you're not my quentin or you're different from the felicity that i it's like so she knows that there are other counterparts to her earth no but so, this guy just triggered her so bad that she's like oh, he's the gotta be the same guy i thought i killed him how are you alive because when she got her powers, he was the first person she killed with her canary cry. So, you know. But the fact that they, they focused so much on that, I'm just like, uh, like you were saying earlier, I just feel like, why did they bother? Like, why bother killing off Laurel in season four when you have to reestablish all of his character backstory stuff to make her into a good guy again? So you're back to square one where you started, but now we just a different Earth's Laurel. Like, it just, I don't know. Having her live all of, like Laurel's life too, it's like it's kind of fucked up. Like, <laughs> not even just that, but then it's like everything that you've done, you killed Laurel, but then you introduce another Laurel in Dinah, literally giving her the same name. Because yeah. Laurel's first name, even though we call her Laurel, her actual name is Dinah Laurel Lance. So then you introduce another Dinah as if it's like nods to like, oh, I know a Dinah. And then she's Black Canary. T- you're also a Black Canary too. And she's oh, not even Black Canary anymore. No, she's not even Black she's Canary anymore. So it's now. like, what was the point of all of it? They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know. They different. <laughs> I'm like, maybe it was some behind the scenes thing where Kate Cassidy thought she was going to leave the show for whatever reason. And so they're like, well, we need a Black Canary. So then they introduce another character and then Kate Cassidy's like, oh, okay, maybe I want to be back on. I don't know. It might even be Kate Cassidy. I don't know. I think they I'm were just... testing it. I feel like if, if Dinah had had good chemistry with Oliver, I feel like they would have leaned into it. But they didn't. No, they didn't have good chemistry. <laughs> they didn't have good chemistry at all. But I still... But even taking that aside, because it's not like they put Laurel and Oliver together. No, this still, it's still Elicity. So I'm just like, what was the whole point of... I think they were on the outs when they introduced Dinah, though. Felicity and Oliver? I think so. I could be wrong. I want to say that when Dinah was introduced, her, him and Felicity were Yeah, they were, they, they, were, they were on the outs, but yeah. they still, like, introduced another character then. Like, he he had, I guess he had some chemistry with the woman that ends up being Oliver, I mean, uh, William's mother. What, yeah, William's mother. Oh, yeah. no, no, he didn't. Or somebody, like, introduce introduce somebody else. Like, what's the point? I don't, I don't know. It's just stupid. Right, point is, this episode, whatever. I don't know what I give this episode. I, I guess this is the low passable. Yeah, if the Flash wasn't passable, this is the low passable. Because, like, it was all right. Oh, no. Nah. Nope. Nah. I was going to say, one well, of the preview, no. was it Diaz in this episode? Diaz was. I, that was, I was literally thinking about that. I was like, wait, I forgot about Diaz. And that whole part. I mean, he tries to break out of prison. It's stupid. Nah, less than passable. Fuck this shit. I'm just mad. <laughs> this is George's angry episode. Less than passable. Because they do a thing where uh, Curtis doesn't want... That's his name, right? Curtis? Yeah. Curtis doesn't want Diaz to be on the Suicide Squad. And he calls this or tries to call it a Suicide Squad. And they're like, shh, 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 Ghost Protocol or the Ghost Initiative, whatever. I feel like that's completely Because they can't, Because they can't use Suicide Squad. Yeah, exactly. They don't even let him say it. It's Suicide Squad. And they cut him off. So I'm like, yep, it's all legal shit. But... They do a fake out death for Curtis, where he's against the ghost pro- the ghost initiative or whatever. He lets Diaz out, and Diaz kills him by snapping his neck. And then as he's escaping, it's revealed that actually he never even left the chair that he was in to begin with. 
and uh, Curtis had him in like a basically a matrix like just like with the fucking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. shit same mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. you put him in a matrix and it was like yo now we got the information that we needed and we don't gotta trust you and have you out on a mission or whatever and he goes to tell Diggle and he's like now we don't have to do Ghost Initiative right because we got the information without even having to to use Diaz and the and the other people with the bombs in their necks and dude's like I get Diggle's like nah we're still gonna do it <laughs> he's like what the fuck <laughs> so it's interesting that as Oliver's going like, oh, I'm not going to lie ever again. Now Diggle's becoming kind of shady. So I guess that's kind of an interesting change in characters. But yeah. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't... The fact that Diaz is still a focus. The fact that Curtis... I mean, he had kind of a win. But when he died, I was just like, I hope he stays dead. I actually hope that there's stakes. And he like it, it seemed like a moment where he was going to like beat Diaz in a fight. But then Diaz got the upper hand. Of course, and, that was never Exactly. <laughs> I know. And then Diaz gets the upper hand and breaks his neck. And I'm just like, you know what? If he stays dead, it would be interesting. But they didn't, of course, do that. So. And plus, they also, they don't do anything. They, I mean, they don't really do anything with him. Like, they try to say he's smarter than Felicity, but then he can't be too smarter. He can't be too much smarter than Felicity because then there's no purpose. There's no reason for Felicity to be there if he's, if he's the smarter one. So it's like his character ends up being in limbo. Well, I mean, it's at least they have them separated, so it, he has his time to shine there. Because now he's on like Team Argus and not Team Arrow. But I, I remember how before I was saying how I, I prefer Arrow as like Batman. I don't. This Arrow is like a police officer thing. Like he literally works out out of the precinct. Like he doesn't have like an Arrow cave or anything anymore. He's like in the police department. I don't like it. Why do you have? A, he has a hood, but it's like. As soon as he breaks into someplace, he takes it off. So I'm like, why? Because everybody knows who he is, so he doesn't wear it. Like, why have? Why even bother having the hood up? And <laughs> he has it on just to look cool at first, and he takes it off. So I'm like, why? Why bother? I wonder if they're gonna figure out. Well, no, because I'm like, how? How? Because I was gonna say, I wonder if they're gonna figure out a way to dial that back that people don't know, like by next season or whatever. I feel like he has to die. I feel like this is the tee up crisis. Just kill him. I mean, maybe, especially if 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 next season is the last season, because 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 it got renewed for another season. Uh, I hope it is. Back so. to our reviewers, like, why would you want things to end if you like it? This is why. Because <laughs> if it ended season five, right? Yeah, season five with Adrian Chase, that would have been a good ending. Maybe not the whole island blowing up at the end. <laughs> yeah. Was that five? No, yeah, that was, that was five. five. That was yeah. five. That was five. Because six was Diaz. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I would always rather something end on a high note than get dragged out and then you end up not liking it as much because then it taints the things that, that you didn't like. Things you like. Like you yeah. go back and you're like, ah, oh, but now I know where it's going and there's so much bullshit after this. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into uh, real quick a movie review for Reign of the Supermen. I don't remember this movie at all because I watched it like a month ago. So what are your thoughts on the Reign of the Superman since you just watched it? So you should have more thoughts than I do. Reign of the Superman. Uh, basically, it's a continuation of the death of Superman. And you got, because Superman is such a pillar in the community, you have a bunch of people that want to wear the S showing up in Metropolis trying to prove that they are Superman. You had Steel. If you don't know who, I'm not going to say who his name is till we talk. Uh, spoilers if you don't know who Steel is but you didn't see the Shaq movie <laughs> but yeah you had Steel show up you had Superboy show up the Eradicator and Cyborg Superman who's claiming to be the real Superman and 
Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. Like the thing that the thing that I really liked about this is they showed how smart Lois is as a reporter. And I think that's something that they miss a lot of times when they portray Lois's character because they always talk about how she's such a award-winning reporter, how she's always the one that can get the story that nobody else can. But yet, in a lot of aspects, they don't make her seem that smart. But in this one, she was almost Batman-esque in this, like in something that happens later on in the uh, in, in the movie. And then uh, the thing like, that I'm not going to mention. And then there's just a lot of things that she was doing. That's the thing I really liked. Um, I liked the relationship that uh, Superboy had with Lex Luthor. That's something you don't really see. Even in like uh, Young, Young Justice. Justice. Yeah. And it's a similar. It's, a, it's basically the same. It's the same origin. Oh yeah, it is actually. And you don't, you, you don't really see them interact at all considering that I mean, this isn't a spoiler because you know, you from No Young Justice, you know that Lex Luthor is also Superman's, I mean, Superboy's father because he has Lex Luthor and Clark Kent's DNA. And you don't, and you know, yeah, you don't see that. And it, also, it was cool to see Superboy, who's voiced by Cameron, Cameron, Cameron Monahan, Monahan, the Joker. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so that's, that's him. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it was fun to see him be like be a boy more or less as opposed to you know trying to <laughs> crazy and psychopathic. Yeah, crazy and psychopathic <laughs> like enjoying that he has powers and you know hey babe like more kind of like the human torch in the first uh Fantastic 4 movie. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was cool. Uh the only thing about this like it didn't have as much emotional and there was no real emotional impact. Yeah. That's in, my issues with it. And this one compared Death of, death of Superman. To the death of Superman. I mean, you can't really hit the same emotional, you know, yeah, low nobody, point as I get, Superman yeah, nobody, dying. Yeah, nobody's dying in this, yeah. but at the same time, it was still like... But you know what it made me realize? Superman is dead. Like, there should be more... Maybe show people maybe mourning a little bit more. You didn't really, You didn't really get that. I, I, I feel like it's the same issue I have with the comic, the... Or the comic arc, Reign of the Superman. I don't know if it's called the same thing. Rise of the Superman. What is it called? Rebirth of Superman? I don't even remember what it was called. Was it called Reign of the Superman? I think so. Yeah? It's the same issue I had with that. Because this is, I mean, it's not 100% accurate to the original comic from what I would remember. But no, like, all, all the same pieces are there. And like to balance, you know, Cyborg Superman and Superboy and Steel and the Eradicator. The Eradicator itself is a stupid concept. So like to, what they're doing in this movie to make it, you know, make sense as much as you can, mm -hmm. I feel like they did a pretty good job of simplifying the stuff from the comic. But at the same time, it's still, I feel like, overly busy and so sci-fi cartoony. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this. Yeah. And just the, the conceit of, yeah, Superman didn't really die. He just went into a Kryptonian coma and he's healing right off the bat. Like, you know that almost immediately that, you know, he's like healing or whatever. So I'm like, I'm not... It, what I was going to say was, I feel like it, it gives credence to that phrase that Batman gave in the comic, where it's like, you only inspire people when you were dead, Clark. Like, you know what I mean? when like, Him coming back should have felt like something. Like, the moment where he comes back in the black suit and he hugs Lois, not really spoilers, but, and it's not some spoilers at all, it's based on the comic. <laughs> we know what happens. But stuff like that, like, that should have felt more powerful, but it didn't. It didn't yeah. at all. 
He's like, oh, okay, he's alive. Even at the end, where you saw, you saw, <laughs> where you saw him flying through Metropolis, and you saw people looking up, and then he, then you saw he does like a the iconic pose, and you see the cape flow, and then credits. Yeah, it's like I didn't feel anything. But yeah, I feel like Death of Superman nailed those moments so well. It's like they well, tried to get really you. It. It's like they tried to get you to feel like Superman is, but the the one true Superman is back, and it's like, but you didn't really develop. Not Superman, but like you didn't really go more into what he actually means. I guess also because it when it started, it was all the super people were already there, so it wasn't even like there was a time where there was no Superman for us, the audience. Yeah, like you see what the world is without a Superman. So then you see other people try to fill that void because yeah, it started with like oh, it's a Superboy and oh, it's a Steel and oh, it's an Eradicator. Like you know, what I mean, it already started talking about the other super people. And then again, going back to what I said. In the Death of Superman review, I got to talk about My Hero Academia. There's <laughs> no All Might. <laughs> you, you know what All Might means to this world. Yeah. Just based on, A, the people he inspires, why he inspires them, and then just even conversations that people have with, like, other heroes. You're Yeah, you're a pro hero, too, but All Might is also my hero. Like, Cementos. He's like, like, I look up to you as well. Or just like seeing that moment where people are looking at All Might fight all for one on the screen, and then that speech that uh, fuck, what is his name? The oh, the mentor, uh, Deku. Oh, um, the one that trained Deku. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, well, now I'm blanking on it. As soon as you asked me about it, Speed Guy. Yeah, Speed little, Guy. Little speed dude. <laughs> Gran Torino. Gran Torino. There we go. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, just to like hear the speech. Of what All Might means to the world as you're like watching like people looking at the camera yeah. screaming his you're name. You're a pillar that must yeah, not be broken. Like, you don't get that in this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they did do a good job of doing that in the death, in the of, death Superman. of Superman. But, but in this. It should be for this as well. Yeah. They should have recapped those emotions a little bit before jumping right into the plot of this movie. Considering you got like the whole premise of this movie is about people replacing Superman. But why? Or who is Superman to you? Yeah, it was more about who's the real like I feel like the 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 story focus of the movie was who's the real Superman. And so it was like like who who done it? Like who's the real one? Is it is it the eradicator? Oh, no, maybe it's we know it's not fucking steel. <laughs> yeah, we knew that. Yeah. Or Superboy really. But it's like, "Oh, is Cyber Superman the real Superman?" You know, what I mean, like that that they played like the mystery card more than like the the world's lost savior card, I think. Which I mean, it's, it's a way to go. Like, it wasn't a terrible movie, but... No, it, it was a terrible movie. Yeah, it just didn't... I don't know. After Death of Superman and, like, that high emotional, like, place I was in for that movie, for this one, it's, like, a disappointment. Yeah. I really like this of Superman. But with that said, it's not... I did like this movie. Yeah, it's not, like... I just wanted a little bit more emotion. It's not, like, um... Or impact. It's not bad blood to me. I didn't like bad blood. No, I didn't like that. Like some of those DC animated movies before Death of Superman? Or even Justice League Dark. I yeah. It's not that bad. So it's still top t- a oh, top it's not, tier. It's not fucking Batman and Harley Quinn. Oh, fuck. That's bottom tier. <laughs> that's like the lowest. That's, what a, that's what, rock bottom what do tier. I hate, what do I hate more, Batman and Harley Quinn or uh, Killing Joke? Batman and Harley Quinn. Yeah. Because Killing Cause, Joke, at least, yeah, at least Killing parts Joke. of it that are good. Yeah, and then you took Killing Joke a little bit more seriously. But when you got Batman... Fart jokes. Fart, yeah. It smells like... What did he say? It smells justice. like punishment. Yo, whatever. I think it was Justice. Was it Justice? 
Discipline. Yeah, discipline. It smells like discipline. <laughs> it's like, How, come what? Out of Kevin Conroy's my, No, no. Don't bastardize my childhood. <laughs> Makes me angry. <laughs> what would you rate it? A high passable? I didn't really think about it. I guess because it's not... It's not really more than passable for me. It didn't really leave an impact. Especially the ending... With all of the, because uh, all they, they tie this in the dark side. That that was what's different. They try to tie the whole cyborg Superman plot to dark side from Justice League War. Yeah. Yeah. So then they gave suits to normal people to make them superhuman, and then they would become like apocalypse people to open like a gate to bring dark side to to Earth. Mm-hmm. Like that whole third act was just like, so we just need a big battle with the Justice League. Basically, that's that's what this is for. Yeah, but I feel like it's so funny. I feel like Superman Doomsday did the death of Superman part not as well as the movie, but I want to say that the way they simplified the return of Superman was actually better in Superman Doomsday. Remember that? Because it was more like a Bizarro situation, where it was only one clone, and it was a clone made by Lex that went crazy. Yeah, that was actually way better. Because then it was like a, what honest with BVS should have been, which is fighting your dark reflection. Because then he, like the crazy clone, looked like Superman, and then Superman had like the black suit and the long hair, so he didn't look like Superman. And it was just one on one. And they had a lot of good scenes for that evil Superman. I mean, well, at least, I will say, at least they got rid of it. Like they didn't linger. I feel like they didn't linger too much on the dark side thing, they got rid of it. But like there were so many elements. Like you just brought up Doom Dark Side and got rid of it. Meanwhile, they they brought up Cyber Superman. He had a whole backstory. Eradicator came from somewhere himself with the you know he's the one. And first of all, if you have a robot that is basically Superman, like I don't understand why can't he just be super, like why what why don't you team up with the Eradicator all the time? Is he only work when you're weak? I don't right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Eradicator is strong as fuck. Like, why wouldn't he always be around, <laughs> like, to help out? Yeah, and I didn't, I, I, yeah, I didn't get why. I guess maybe because of what Hank Henshaw said at the end, where he was like, oh, you shouldn't bring him because he's unstable. Was he? And I mean, I, I don't I, He tried to kill Lex Luthor. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. His programming's fucked up, I guess. Yeah. But it's so weird that you can but make then, something but then he also strong. says, But then he also says, sometimes you need a little unstable. He kind of brings him. With the crystal, but then I'm like, then why don't you just bring him? I don't understand how you can make something that strong. Like something that's almost as strong as Superman, but it's not Superman, it's just a robot. It's a hologram. Not even a robot, it's a hologram. How the fuck does that work? Kryptonian technology. Whatever. <laughs> blah 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 science, blah 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 blah. But yeah, I I feel like that that movie did the return of Superman better. I feel like it was even more emotional. Like that ending for the other movie. Do you remember it all? Barely. Oh. I do remember. I do remember. I didn't like the style of like how they made Superman look with those lines. Yeah, he, he looked, looked old. He looked super old. His butt chin. <laughs> but I think emotionally, a better resolution. But that's just me. So yeah, so it was okay. Just disappointing for. But I thought was the I thought Death of Superman was the best DC movie animated movie to date. So for this to be such a letdown is kind of disappointing. Um, let's jump into anime. Let's talk about Promised Neverland.
how did you feel about episode four? Episode four, Promise Neverland. Finding the traitor. Finding the traitor. I like this episode. I liked that they showed, because I remember you mentioned last week, like introducing the new, uh, the black nanny. I don't remember her if, if she got a if she got a name or not, but like it also like gives you a gateway into the mom because now they can have conversations and you can see more into like her psychology and stuff like that. And you got to see that more in this episode. And you and you saw that despite the fact that the 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 black mom had a plan to more or less take take the nanny take the take the other mom the main mom down, like. You get to see why she's the mom, cause like she knew, she more or less knew, and she was smart, and she's like, and so I, I like to see, I, I like seeing like the how the black mom, she might be physically probably more domineering than than the main mom, but the the main mom is smart as fuck, and she she played on her emotions like, hey, if you pro- if you, I pr- if you do what I say, I promise. What what does she what does she really want? She wants to be a mom. I promise I'll make you mom. And I know you're trying to like. She, what does she say? Something like, I know you're trying to like take over my position or something like that. But it's not gonna happen. And it was just like, oh fuck, she's really she's she's really smart. Like so, I liked seeing that because we didn't really get to see much from from I keep I keep wanting to say main mom, white mom, black mom. <laughs> like, no. I need I need new phrases for them. But yeah, the main mom. So it was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. That's pretty cool. I want to see more of that. Um funny enough, once they started talking about uh once they uh, Emma, Norman and Ray started talking about their their plans for the kids and then uh Norman asked Emma a question about uh what would you do if it turned out one of the traders was willingly working for uh the mom and emma was like i will still try to help them and regardless i was like oh yeah so she's probably gonna be the first one to die because i'm like that's a huge weakness like you can't be you that- think emma's gonna die i was i was like if anybody i was like if anybody dies it's gonna be her because she's like way too forgiving and like if you She's think Goku. <laughs> yeah, but if you think about shows like The Walking Dead or like any of these like apocalyptic granted, I don't know if anybody's gonna die in, well, I mean, we saw Connie, but I don't know if any of the main characters are gonna die. But if usually in in these types of worlds, like anyone that's that has the biggest heart, they they're usually the ones that die. And so I'm just like, Yeah, I feel like I was like if anybody if any of the main characters does die, I feel like it's gonna be her. Cause even they even kind of alluded to it in last week's episode, where she went out of her way to help the two kids, and the, and uh, the black mom was like, "That's your biggest weakness. You grabbing them is what caused you to, is what allowed me to catch you." I feel like you need her for the show, though. Like if you lose her, then you just have like pragmatic. What's his name? Norman. Yeah. And then like, they just ditch the kids. They'd be like, "Fuck all the kids." <laughs> Yeah, you do. I guess I guess you do need her, but at the same time, she's got a like, like she's a hindrance. But that handicap is what makes it so interesting. Yeah, that. But that's but that's also why I was like, if if anybody dies, I feel like she she'll be the first one. Mm. But yeah, overall, I, I thought this episode was great. I was I was, it, I liked seeing more of how formidable Ray. I mean Norman, 
Yeah. Norman is? Like, it, no fucking 12-year-old or 11-year-old yeah, is like that. No, what, no. He is lights from Death Note. Like, the way he's like, I've got plans to back up my plans to back All up my other plans. plans. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, that's that's, that's cool. I, I, so I, I can't plan what I'm going to have for dinner. This motherfucker has, like, contingency plans like Batman. On top of <laughs> contingency plans on top of contingency plans. Yes. So I'm just like, All To right. the point where... At the end, yeah. At the end, he had a contingency. Plan I was like, for, "How the fuck?" Uh, yeah, I was like, "Oh shit!" Uh, what would you raise? Let's jump in the spoilers. Perfect vision. I get a perfect vision too, and it's it's because again, it's just like it's just interesting. Like the premise itself feels like it's like a straight line. Like it's very clear. Okay, we have. They even put a timeline on it this episode. We've got ten days before we escape, and then when we escape, we're gonna be out in the dark world, of demons, and we don't know what the fuck is out there. So it's us against the world, cut and dry. But it's all of the nuance in each episode of like the the mysteries and within mysteries and the them figuring out how to do certain things to do other certain things. Like how how are we gonna train the kids? How are we gonna work together? How are we gonna be able to figure out who the traitor is? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all those questions that they're answering, which is, like, interesting to watch. So, like, in this episode, I really like the fact that they, uh, well, for one, I didn't like the fact that I thought it was going to, the traitor was going to be the black kid, or whatever he is, the brown kid. I was yeah. like, really? The only brown kid in this whole orphanage, he's the one I had, a, feel, I had a feeling it wasn't going to be. I was like, they're leaning into this a little too hard, Bo- of both of them. I don't think it's I don't think it's them. Yeah. Like even when you saw, I li- I liked when there was a moment you saw the letter slip under the door, and it, then it said under the bed, and they and there was a moment where they said if it, if they say it's under the bed, then it's got to be Dan or whatever his yeah. name is. I was like, nah, I don't think it's, it's too easy. It's too easy. But then there was even moments, I didn't re- I didn't. But the end, I was like, I I didn't suspect that at all. Yeah, but there's even moments like with the the girl with the glasses. I forgot her name, but Gilda. Gilda. Well, I thought she was gonna like. I, I they reveal that she's not the traitor, but there's a moment where you think she's gonna break, because the black chick, the uh, the black mom is like grilling her on it, and Emma's listening to the door, and when she doesn't break, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you're right or die, Gilda. I got you, because they, they did a good job of making me not even sure when. Uh, I thought she was gonna break. Yeah, because remember when Gilda was like, we're gonna be together forever, right? And they put their hands on each other's hands. I was like, yeah, forever. And then she sneaks off in like the middle of the night and was watching i'm like man they're doing a good job of like i know I, I don't think it's her but they do a good job of like waffling back and forth on it mm-hmm. um but then skipping to the end the revelation that is actually what's his name norman's not norman not emma the third one the ray. sasuke look like ray ray my man turns around and is like so you're the traitor ray ray's like what <laughs> And like me as the audience, I, me as the audience, I was also like, wait. And then what? the fact that they ended like that, I was like, oh shit! Like, what? What did he do to realize that it was? I'm assuming. I'm assuming he lied to Ray. Oh, and I, told him. Oh, and that's t- right. You're right. He told him. But then what I, he told. Well, actually, them. now that I say that, I need to see the episode because I'm like, he told him everything. So even regardless of what he told, like he he uh, Norman told Ray. That I'm gonna tell mom that, or, or no, I'm gonna tell Dan yeah, yeah. where the rope that the rope is under the bed, and I'm gonna tell Gilda that the rope is in the attic. Yeah. So either scenario would lead to either Dan or, or Gilda. So I'm like, how did he figure out it was Ray? Because he said he he pointed he pointed the situation. because he probably didn't tell Dan that it was under the bed. Oh, yeah. He pr- pr- yeah, he probably, probably told him something else, and he only told Ray that it was under the bed or in the un, or in the attic. So. 
but but wait, it actually was in the attic. So he's just so fucking good that he knew that he would pick the bed. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like the only way that makes sense is if unless there was, mm. or maybe he didn't tell. He didn't tell. Uh, I don't know. There must have been three locations, right? Maybe. Yeah. So he probably told. Yeah, he probably told Dan and Gilda one thing. So he probably told Dan saw another location beside that's not the bed. Yeah. And then Gilda the attic, and then Ray the bed. Or maybe he didn't even tell Gilda the attic. Maybe those were both just for Ray. But I'm pretty sure he had just tested them too. No, he probably did. But I'm saying like the the attic and the bed. I guess if either of those were gone, he knows it was Ray, because he probably told Gilda like I don't know in the yard and Dan like underneath the sofa or some shit like that. That would make more sense. Okay, that we figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> you see how two grown ass men are trying to put as, together Norman's plan? Yeah, not as smart as a twelve year old. <laughs> Norman is beyond us. Bullshit. <laughs> but without him, the, the story would not be as interesting. So no. <laughs> I don't care that it doesn't make any sense that eleven year old was smart. And I guess that's why that's probably why he asked Emma that question because because what what I'm I guess boiling what, what it's boiling down to it seems like Ray is willingly. If if he is like the the traitor, he's willingly helping mom. That's my next one. Why? I mean, they kind of alluded to it because they can survive, guaranteed yeah, survival, he, guaranteed survival. You bitch, Ray. <laughs> what a bitch. Um, I guess that's basically it, right? Anything else we talk about for Promise Neverland? Um, I'm trying to think. That was basically the whole episode. I don't. Here's a here's a nitpick. I don't like the episode titles. What the fuck? They don't make any sense. It's just numbers. I mean, I guess, well, yeah. The barcodes? The barcodes on their neck. Those are terrible episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 201563. So I'm, uh, I'm thinking maybe maybe the numbers correspond to a certain kid. We just don't know. Terrible episodes. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I guess we got to look at their necks. <laughs> uh, and let's wrap up anime with Dororo. <laughs> Um, Sierra, what did you think of Dororo? I can see why you weren't super hooked by it, um, especially since it's kind of, it gives me like weird, like Rooney Kenshin vibes almost. I don't even know what that is. Okay, I'm a nod. (laughs) (laughs) Samurai anime, it's classic. Um, I haven't even watched the entire thing. I just know of it. And I've watched the OVA Samurai X. 
But it kind of gives me the same vibe, especially with like the level of violence, like the blood and gore when it comes to like duels and sword cutting and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when they get into the backstory of the mannequin guy that helps, you know, what's his name? Hitsu, Hikus, Hikumano? Hiyakimaru. Hiyakimaru. Yeah. Took, Who, four, took four episodes, but I finally figured it out. Yeah, Hiyakimaru. His body, when he, like, he puts them together and shit. Like his... His backstory when he was like, you know, stable, like fucking crucifying people basically to whatever. Japanese war is crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> what it boils down to. Um, I don't know. I mean, you basically covered it in your review what the basic premise is. Dude wishes that he can become the ruler of his whatever estate, his countryside, whatever. Um, in so doing, he evokes the power of demons and his little kid. His newborn son loses his skin and limbs, which I'm like, I guess yeah, the curse keeps him alive, but bullshit, man. <laughs> like the kid, he be, yeah, he be like, prone he, to infection. He, he be dead, yeah. Like if he can't talk or hear, like this is the biggest bullshit. He's got no arms, like or limbs. Like he ends up getting legs, but or one leg, but his arms are mannequin hands. But yet, and it, it's badass because he can pull off his. Uh, mannequin arms from the elbow and he's got like blades, blades yeah. like he looks kind of like uh, Edward Scissorhands but with a katana swords in his arms uh-huh. it's kind of cool but then when he puts his arms back on he can touch things and he touches people's faces and he can like his fingers, his move. fingers move I'm like what there's been no like oh it's magic or oh it's science it's not it's just a mannequin hand but yet as soon as he puts the arm on it's like a normal hand and what gets me is the fact that he uses it to touch things and it's, it's like he can feel things. But I'm like, but you can't. Yeah, they established he does. Well, now he can. No, but I mean, but his I hands. Before, uh, yeah. Like, if you rub a mannequin hand over something, there's no sensation there. No. But yet, he learned how to write. And he, like, write? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, if he's never been able to hear, talk, or anything, he should have no concept of, like, anything. No, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> like, even fighting. I mean, like, maybe. if he can only see your aura, that's the bullshit they explain it with. Like, he has no eyes, and he can't hear because he's deaf because he has no ears, I guess. And he can't speak because he has no, like, tongue or whatever. But, like, he can see, like, daredevil fire colors. Yeah. But yet, you can learn how to fight from that? But yet, you can learn how to do anything from that? Uh, how? Like, if you're blind, deaf, and dumb, like Hel- Helen Keller, you can't do anything. I mean, Helen, well... She learned. She she learned somehow. That's bullshit. <laughs> but that's real life. She, I mean, she learned. She learned how to communicate. I don't know how. There's there's a Helen Keller movie, but yes, she learned how to communicate somehow. But at least at least she can could, touch. But I was gonna say I was just about to say that at least she can touch. Like you could feel. Yeah. But yeah, I don't get. I I mean, I guess what it boils again. They didn't say anything. Magic. But I, yeah, I was gonna say it has to boil down to magic. Okay. That's but, my. Whole, I was like. Oh yeah, but they he... didn't. But they didn't say. But yeah, it has yeah. To, but that's that's the only thing I could think of. But it's just what gets me is when he touched people's faces. And I'm like, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't know at all what's happening. You, it was our hands. Those well, are like, fucking... how did you learn? Like when he uh, wrote his name. Yeah. How did you know that was your how name? How did you know? Like you, you can't even hear. This is your name. Yeah. The name like, is how a do, concept. Yeah, how do you know what your name is? Yeah. You just repeat the motion that he did. Why? Because it was a response to what's your name, and he's able to write that. But how? I don't know, I have questions. <laughs> Maybe that's nitpicky, but it was, it was a lot of things I was thinking about when I was watching. I was like, "This doesn't make sense." <laughs> I didn't even—I didn't even really think about that, but now I'm like, "Yeah, wait, what?" 
And it also kind of fucked me up because like when they first introduced him, you said they had a like a mask on. Even the little kid was like that. Saw him was like, "Mommy, he has like a mask on his face," but his mask was so perfect that it looked just like his face. So when he grew a face, it looks the same. Yeah, it looked the same. I was like, "That's that's you could have made it a little more mask like." You know what I'm saying? How how weird is that? Mm-hmm. Especially when you do it in the first episode. Nitpicks, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but as you know, as a show overall, it was it's okay. Uh, the the main character Dororo, I mean him being the mouthpiece of who the real main character is. I don't know if I like that because he has nothing to do with the main the main plot. He's no. just the kid that He's just happened a random him. random kid. Yeah. And even the the blind monk guy, I thought I guess was going to raise him. Supposed to be the heart of the movie, the heart of the show. But isn't it is it a diversion of expectations that the blind monk guy that has all of uh. He, Huka, whatever's powers, <laughs> like didn't raise him. Like I thought that was weird. Like when they introduced that character, and it's like, oh, he's like the stick to his daredevil, but nope. he doesn't raise him. No, not at all. He he's just, just like, oh, that's weird. He just sees him go down the river. Yeah, he, he inadvertently saves him. And yeah, they happen to have the same. They're both blind. They both can see auras, and they both can fight. Yeah, but he didn't raise him to be a badass. Instead, it was a random, another dude. Isn't that weird? It is. I mean, like, is it a diversion of expectations? Because I thought, I thought, the, I thought the same thing when they introduced that character, the blind guy, yeah. like, and he like, was, oh, there you go, and, and he was fighting demons and stuff like that. I was like, oh, okay, so he's gonna, he's the one that's gonna train him, yeah, and bring him, especially since, granted, he might not be deaf and and a mute, but he's still blind, yeah. so he can ident- they can identify with that, yeah, exactly. It's like no, no. <laughs> I was like, that's he's just there. Choice. He's just there to give the exposition. Yeah. Instead, yeah, like, he's just like me. Coincidentally, yeah. Instead, the wandering mannequin guy is the one puts them together, and then that part makes sense. But then he's also the one that trained him, and then sent him off. It's just weird. You put it's just weird how you put things together. Like, oh, okay, someone cursed you, and that's why you have to kill demons to get your body back. Ah, oh, like I feel like if I was in that guy's position, I would not be able to be like, oh man, obviously. <laughs> and I mean, I. I don't know if he knew that. I think it just happened to be a coincidence that he killed a demon and then his, what was it, his leg grew back? Yeah, but how did he, I guess the other guy knew because he can sense curses. Yeah. The blind guy. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I guess, well, I, guess I don't even know what I'm trying to get, go with this, so like my overall thoughts are. It's just, it's an okay anime. I mean, the animation, that first episode is fucking amazing. That fight scene he has with that demon. With his blade arms and stuff. Because yeah. I don't know if you mentioned the fact that he has blade arms. That's no, pretty, I, didn't ma- I didn't mention that. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, that's pretty awesome. But like, I don't know. It's hard to be invested, I guess, because the main character, the character I should be invested in doesn't talk. So I just have to care about him insofar as, oh, if I feel bad that... For now, I guess. Yeah. But then what, he's not going to be able to like suddenly get the ability to speak and... Be able to talk. That's that's something I was thinking because he can't hear, so he's gonna be like, oh! like. <laughs> what I mean, based on what we've seen, we know every time he kills, he kills a demon, he gains his 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 limbs. And he stuff. gets some sense or something back. So like he gained his sense of pain. He gained his sense of pain. So he's never felt pain before, which is so, terrible. So eventually he's gonna gain a vocal. He's gonna get his vocal cords or tongue or whatever back. So he'll be able to maybe let him make. Yeah, the, he would be like he won't be person. able to. He won't be able to actually speak because he doesn't know what sound, like you learn language by listening and yeah. then eventually you repeat it. So at at a but at a certain point he will be able to communicate. 
I mean, kind of. I could see in this. I could see in anime rules him just being able to talk like over the course of like a couple of weeks or something. You know, bullshit was like, oh, he, he spo- learned. Because spoiler for episode four, he gets his ears back, so he hears for the first time. Mm. Does he freak the fuck out? He he doesn't freak out. They just show the can like the the camera goes gray or whatever as because he hears a woman crying because he just killed her brother. I guess he all be so explained with magic. And then he also hears rain for the first time. So he's like listening. He's just listening to the rain and the woman crying, and then it like. So I feel like you, you'd have sensory overload. Like remember that scene in Men of Steel? Like they kind of showed it. He was just like when he gained his ears back, he was just like he covered his ears, and but then he slowly. Yeah, bullshit. Because the same thing happened with the pain thing, where it's like he experienced. I feel like if you've never experienced pain your entire life and you experience it the first time, and it's not it's not like he got pricked. He like, he stomped out of fire with his so bare he feet. Stomped on fire. Yeah. You should be like. I mean, you can't. He doesn't have a tongue, so he can't make noise. But then he wanted to do it again. Yeah, so I'm like, no, you should be like, <gasps> like you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you go your entire life without experiencing something, it should be like too much. Yeah, like overload. It should be like way too much. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, that's just like people that, uh, like, they've never gotten sick or anything like that before because their parents like isolated them as kids. They didn't let them play in the mud or anything like that. But then like the smallest cold could kill you because you never got it before it's, it's almost the same thing mm. that that's how it, but i guess it's like they're like well it's anime like who okay this guy this guy kills demons like fuck sensory overload <laughs> so yeah interesting premise but i'm not like hooked in on it, hooked on it or anything like promise neverland i'm hooked yeah promise neverland i'm hooked the Roro, i'm like i kind of i want to see where it goes but i'm not like oh i have to oh new episode dropped yeah i can't imagine what they would reveal that made me care a lot because right now it seems like the main bad guy is the father. Like there's no demon so far that seems like some kind of mastermind. It's just the demons are just there. Yeah, it just see, it really just seems like the demons that he summoned to help him maintain his power, but they're not really. They're like monsters of the week. Yeah, they're not like the 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 mastermind, the boss, the big bad. Yeah, I, the closest to that I guess would be the dad. But... Yeah, he would be the big bad, but they haven't really shown too much of him. I mean, what can he do, though? This guy is, like, killing demons like it's nothing. So it's like a normal dude, I feel like, would die instantly. I mean, he may end up having demonic powers himself. <laughs> Ultra demon powers. Yeah. I like the intro of, this, of the show, though. The whole, yeah. like, the, the old guy trying to convince him not to fucking summon demons. But he's like, nah, fuck that old man. <laughs> he cuts him in the back. Even the, even the music. Light it up, baby. Oh, the say, yeah, yeah, the theme song reminds me of a Japanese version of that, um, what's that Big Hero 6 song? Light him up, up, up. Light him up, up, up. It's on fire. Give me fire! Yeah, it's like the Japanese version of that. <laughs> I like the theme song. Um, but yeah, overall, same, same with Promise Neverland too. Yeah, I like the Promise Neverland. I like theme the song theme a lot. song. Um, what did I give this? For all three episodes that I've watched, high passable. Yeah, it's not in the more than passable territory, but it's all right. It could get there, but you know. If I watch it, <laughs> yeah, was, no promises. Yeah, that was basically how I felt. Yeah, but I think I think the third episode again. It's not like it's not promised Everland level. It's not Goblin Slayer level. It's definitely not My Hero Academia level. But that third episode got me a little bit more invested into it. So yeah, it's not something I'm gonna run to watch, but I ultimately want to see where it goes. Mm. And then also, I'm, part of me is like, well, if he gets all his limbs back, the show is over, right? Because I'm also thinking, like, 
he can't he won't be able to fight once like if he gains all his senses back because like he loses that ability he loses yeah he loses that ability to sense everything and move as swiftly as he like he 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 he, he does Wait, and then on top move, of that i move as swiftly I get, I get the pain thing. The pain thing is like a big. Well, not even just the pain, but like he learned how to sense people from like based on the auras, and then he like he can see demons or like tell pe- some people are good or whatever based on their soul. But like once he gets his what, full eyesight? yeah his full eyesight back, like basically you you gain sight, but then you lose sight. Maybe he'll just close his eyes, <laughs> and it'll know, work like, the that, same way. That worked. I don't know. <laughs> So so it kind of so it makes me go. Where is it gonna go? Like if he once he gains all his, his senses back, like I just feel like the, the, just getting the ability to feel pain is a big detriment. I mean, because they made a big point about like if you never felt pain, he has no fear. So like now that he feels pain, he should have fear, right? Not based on episode four. But see, that's stupid to me. Like if you if you never experienced pain in your entire life and you feel it for the first time, pain by very its very nature is supposed to make you like hesitant. And make you yeah, second guess yourself. That's the reason it exists. Yeah. It's supposed to be a, like a warning system. Yeah. So it should be like, again, that's an your overload. body saying whatever you're doing or whatever Stop. stops. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be, again, an overload. It should be a thing where now he's scared to fight. But it didn't seem that way even in the episode I saw. I'm just like, oh, pain. That's what it feels like. Oh, I like it. Or I want to do it more. Or, I want to experience that more. But I feel like it should be the opposite. It should be like, oh, oh what the fuck is that? <laughs> whatever. I, guess, I mean, I guess if he's a battle hardened warrior, like. I guess the pain is going to, because now, because if, because, because, because it could also be a form of like more or less crack. Like you felt something you never felt before and you want more of that. The exhilaration. Yeah. The the exhilaration. Yeah. If they explain that, I'd I'd be down with that. Well, he can't talk though. So how would they? (laughs) I mean, they had a narrator just come in and be like, and he didn't understand anything that the robot was talking about (laughs) because he's blind and deaf. (laughs) I was like, wow, that is some lazy storytelling. So so I also think that's part because. I do, in in their small way. I think that was their way of explaining, like when he stepped on the firing experience, pain for the first time. He like jumped back, and he 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 he, didn't, he like you saw him kind of scream, but then he like once it once it like subsided, he went back to the fire and like put his whole foot in there, wanting to experience it again. So I guess that's their way of of explaining that he wants more. He wants more of it. That's why also he can, can, can continues to fight demons because he wants his limbs back to experience these things he's never experienced before. I guess. I, I don't know if that's how it really works in real life. I mean, it's anime, it's not real life, so why am I even <laughs> why am I even trying to fucking filter through that prism? But on that note, let's get into news of the week. She's the black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga, but you better not. If he says that shit to you, you his ass on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Ah, news of the week. So yes, Super Bowl Sunday. So with Super Bowl, there's commercials. And with commercials, there's usually movie trailers. So there's a lot of movie trailers that 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 came out. Like, uh, did you see? Well, this came out during the Super Bowl too, but it came out earlier in the week. But Hobbs and Shaw released a trailer. I'm dealing with the future of the planet. I'm the necessary shock to the system. Human evolutionary change. Bulletproof. Superhuman. 
Target's name is Brixton. He's a ghost. We're gonna need the best trackers in the business. Luke Hobbs. I'm what you call an ice cold can of whoop ass. Career lawman. Always gets his guy. We're gonna need to operate outside the system. Deckard Shaw. I'm what you might call a champagne problem. Rogue former MI6 agent. Doesn't play well with others. If we stand a chance against Brixton, you guys have to work together. No way. This guy's a real ass. Did you watch the? Yeah, I did. All right, what'd you? I got. We gotta talk about. Well, yeah. What'd you think? What'd you think about the Hobbs and Shaw Shaw trailer? Um, I. Look, at this point, I'm just like, are, are we officially going to call this a superhero universe? That's what because I'm like, <laughs> like, that's why I was like, we got to talk about because now like, you're like completely changing. Like he just elbows a superhuman. Like he's literally, literally, literally they said I'm bulletproof. Yeah. I have super strength. He's Captain America now. So I'm just like, how is this in the Fast and Furious? I mean, to be universe? fair, though, Dwayne Johnson already has super strength. Remember the last movie where he deflected a fucking missile with his bare hands? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to have somebody literally superhuman to fight the pseudo superhuman who is the rock i mean and that was what the director said like literally like you have to have who would be who would be a threat to the rock but somebody superhuman i'm like <laughs> he's not wrong <laughs> but i was just like y you're right but at the same time come on <laughs> is it bad though that i actually found this trailer more interesting than like any fast and the furious trailer no i agree i do i, no, I agree with that I agree so it's like that. it worked like i can't even get mad about yeah it, it works like, it works for the for what they're trying to sell but i have to say it's for the world that they established i'm like i i i was not a huge fast and the furious fan but for where the franchise is gone now i care so they got me they Cause, got because part of me is like so they, we can't they got the right audience you can't do fast and furious movie like the the cars need to fly after this point. Like once you go back to Fast and Furious, I don't think they were gonna do Fast and Furious anymore. I think this. Well, is, they they planned on it. They planned on it, but I think this is gonna silently put a bullet in the back of that sequel's head. Yeah, I think. So. I think The Rock wants that. Oh yeah, def that's why he did. That's yeah. why he did it. Especially it's a, after it's the a big fuck you to yeah, Vin especially Diesel. Especially after the yeah the drama that happened with Vin Diesel and Tyrese, he's like. I got my own franchise, and it was based on your shit. Yeah. So I'm stealing your shit. It's like Fast and Furious Presents is like this small in the poster, and it's Hobbs and Shaw. But yeah, I, I mean, I like the chemistry that they had in uh, the the last one. So I mean, that was the best part of the movie. That was the best part of the movie. That prison scene? Yeah. That was cool. It was. So to see so. a whole movie of that batshit craziness, I'm down for that. I'm definitely down for that. And it's just, just, <laughs> it just Alba is the villain. It's fucking... <laughs> I can't believe he just elbow a superhuman. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he was he was Asgard. like he's wearing the X Men suit. I like, say, you know what I'm he was Asgardian. He might as well be him, doll. Like that's how like ridiculous he is in this. Yeah, I'm fine with that though. And then the moment in the trailer where you saw him gut gut punch the rock and the rock and was flying. flying. Yeah, and the rock looked like oh shit. <laughs> it's funny I saw the uh, behind the scenes po uh, picture that Dwayne Johnson posted of that. Not of that, but it's like him and Idris Elba sitting off his sides, like behind the scenes. And in the caption, he says some lungs of like, this guy's kicking my ass. I, I laugh at the time. I was like, Idris Elba's old ass was kicking your ass in the movie? How the fuck? 
And then when I see the fucking trailer, I'm like, oh, you made him Captain America. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Cars fucking flipping through the sky, deflecting bullets like, <laughs> like it's it's more ridiculous than Transformers. It is. Like they do car stunts in this that are like I could see Bumblebee doing in in Bumblebee. But they make it. Fu- I mean, they make it fun. Yeah, I hey, I'm not complaining. So, <laughs> yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Look forward to that. Uh, another Super Bowl trailer that showed a little bit more footage. Uh, did you see the Us? Wait, a new one? Yeah. No. No. Okay, pause. <laughs> you know how sometimes things line up? Coincidences? Since we've been up here, they've been happening more and more. It's like there's this black cloud hanging over us. There's a family in our driveway. Who is that? Oh. Run. What are you people? It's us. But yeah, so... That was the uh I just just watched the uh Super Bowl trailer for us. Still in the lean, like what's about it all? Yeah, I still don't know what it's about. I would say that that monologue that she gives in the beginning of that trailer teaser or whatever, that I feel like that lead leading some um credibility to the theory that the family themselves are also clones. Oh, you never seen that theory I, before? I haven't seen that theory. Oh, yeah, it's like one of the theories I've seen about like it just seems odd that there's duplicates of them like you know what i mean like like if it's if it's not supernatural it seems like some kind of cloning thing and there's like imagery like rabbits which is like usually you know rabbits are cloned mm-hmm. that uh might you know suggest that they are in fact like this is not the first iteration of these people that have been made for whatever reason it's, it sounds like some black mirror shit but and the fact that they're wearing like jumpsuits like the other family, it was like yeah. they're from somewhere. Yeah, they're from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just curious to see, because I mean, now this is the second trailer, and we still haven't really gotten what the story is. I feel like that's there's a there's a reason for that, because I feel like maybe it'll be like a big spoiler. If maybe that's the reason. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I, it's like I'm the Matrix. It's yeah, the seventh I'm, iteration of this. <laughs> I'm just curious. To see, I'm I'm just curious to see this movie because I know Jordan Peele based on Get Out, like. It's gonna, definitely gonna have not even gonna have a message, but it's gonna probably have a like maybe maybe the twist I don't know is like or the the thing is like we're 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 all our own worst enemy, so maybe everybody has a clone or something. I don't know. I just I just want to see what this movie is ultimately because I'm like everything that I'm seeing, I'm like okay, I like what I see, but I'm like what is this? Yeah, I, I really want to know what the message in the story is. Like yeah. both. I don't know what the message or the story. <laughs> Agreed. But uh something else I don't know what the story is, but I do know overall where they're gonna go, because we saw Spider Man Homecoming. <laughs> but the Avengers had a little thirty second spot in front of their main trailer for the Super Bowl. And they show a little bit more footage 
from from Endgame. Some people move on, but not us. What'd you think of that? A little 30 second spot. Um, I thought it was heartbreaking how in that very quick, like two second flip book montage before the Marvel Studios thing came up, it shows you everyone the, yeah, that died. Everyone that died. Like, bro. I had to, I, had to pa- I paused it. It shows you everybody. It, yeah, it showed you everybody. I'm like, man, that's some attention to detail, like a motherfucker. And yeah, the, the trailer itself didn't, or teaser didn't really show anything, but. Uh, I think it does play a lot of the emotions of the be- at least the beginning of Endgame. So I like the the I, I post about it too. There's a scene where it just shows like a sign where I don't know if it's like a a a press meeting or if it's like a I don't know if Steve's in like a like an AA meeting like type AA of thing. AA meeting for people that just that's yeah. what it looked like. Yeah, and the, the sign says, um, "Fuck, I actually have it." What do we do right now that they're gone or something like yeah, that? Yeah, where do we go now that they're gone? Or something like oh, that's free. It's pretty deep. Um, I th- I think it's a good tone trailer. Like it sets the tone of the world now. Post snap, mm-hmm. they show Rocket Raccoon, show like the whole group together walking. Um, at one point looking up, people are already online speculating like, "Oh my God, it's Galactus!" Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's like people. The online theories need to fucking stop. So many theorists online. Every then, little that, small thing. And then that'll be like. There'd be too much going on. Talk yeah. about Reign of Superman. Like, now you're introducing Galactus and we still got Thanos to deal with. Doesn't like, that's a whole separate threat. Yeah. They can I feel like that's an even at, bigger threat. They can be looking up at anything. Like, I don't know why Galactus is the first thing you go to. <laughs> it could be raining in that scene. They're looking up at the cloud. Oh, yeah. it looks like rain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe they see the time portal open that Ant Man falls through or some shit. I don't know. Who knows how that shit works? Time vortexes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it looks fucking interesting as fuck. It does. And uh, another interesting tidbit, you saw Cap get a shield back. Mm. And so I wonder how, like, is there a moment? I, I just want to see the moment that Tony and, and Cap come come back together and reconcile from everything that happened back in Civil War. Because yeah. we still haven't gotten that yet. Mm-hmm. But obviously we know they do because you saw the shield. Yeah. And, of course, usually when there's a bigger threat, you always you know, come together when the last time you were enemies, there's a bigger threat. So now you got to put all that shit aside and be friends again. Mm -hmm. So I want to see how the heroes or the world responds immediately after the decimation. Like I was telling you before the podcast, like I want to see if there's like a press meeting or, or something where they, they give a message to the world that we need to unify or something. You know what I mean? Because the like entire the pre- world... Like the president or something, or if the president even made it. Yeah, the president made it. Maybe, I, I even said, maybe that's why Cap had the shield. If if we're to b- believe Kevin Feige, who says everything we're seeing in these trailers is only like, what, the first 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Or the first act, he said? I don't remember exactly, but he says it's the very beginning of... I think he said game. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. So if that shield part is in the first 20 minutes, maybe that's... Like uh, literally the first couple of seconds is they show Captain America suiting up like you think he's about to do some shit but it's really him just to walk out for a press conference with the world and he's just you know he's there as a symbol you know 
Captain America stands with America in this time of grief around the world kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, basically doing what BVS should have done. <laughs> have a thing where the, the heroes talk to the world and try and, you know, console them in some way or, you know, relate to them. I think that would be a good way to establish the new status quo for the world to have Captain America be like, yeah, we've all lost shit. And like that could that could even be an opening narration. Who knows? Yeah. And uh even even that uh moment in the trailer where he's like, Yeah, most people forget or move on or but we're not I feel like that's the conversation where he said that's definitely a conversation he's having with the Avengers. Yeah. The yeah. ones that are left. Like we're gonna fucking fix this. Like, I mean even this the speech he was given in um the first trailer. Remember the the, the voiceover he was given? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like we've all lost something, you know, family, friends, blah 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 blah. Those totally could all be either speeches to the Avengers or speeches to the world. Oh cap. <laughs> don't die. I feel like he's gonna. There's a lot of focus no, on Cap in these trailers. Don't die. But uh, but uh, that's also because there wasn't really that much of him in Infinity War. And that could be the reason why. <laughs> and they kind of, and they said there's gonna be because comes because that was one of the, that was one of the complaints. Oh, there was enough Captain America. Kevin Feige was like, no, there's gonna be way more in the next one. And then he dies. <laughs> no, it's gonna be Iron. I feel like if anybody dies, it's gonna be Iron Man. You think it's gonna be Iron Man? It's gonna be Iron Man. I feel like one of them dies and one of them retires. I don't know which one's which, but I think it'll be Iron Man, Captain America. Because to me, I don't Iron know, to Man me, retires to, and I, Captain America dies, or no, Captain America no, Captain dies. Captain America retires and Iron Man dies. Okay. You think Captain America would ever retire though? I mean, something's got to happen that he's. He I don't feel like he did. I, I feel like again, Tony again that whole th- oh, the whole thing, and maybe he gets he goes back, he gets stuck in the past, and he's like, "That's effectively I'm, dead." I'm happy. That's dead though. It's not retired. <laughs> not really? If you're in the past, you die, bro. <laughs> but the, now you have the option to always go back and get you. Now they're introducing time travel. Yeah, that's not the same thing. You know what I mean? The way retiring is like, you know, I'm gonna lay down the shield. I don't think he'd do that. Like modern, no. no. Yeah, like Iron Man, I could see. Like retiring, but Captain America, if he's gonna stop, he's dead. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just, I'm just ready for this movie. I'm ready for all of it, and I don't even want to. I don't even want to watch another trailer. <laughs> I saw a funny meme where it was like, uh, someone says, "I bet you Aquaman's gonna." Or no, I bet you Endgame is gonna outgross Aquaman, and it's it says, uh, uh, Marvel, and it's Captain America, and he's like. I know it is, because if it doesn't, I know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's true." I was gonna say, even Infinity War, Infinity War made more than Aquaman. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. That's just a funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do if it doesn't. <laughs> but who would have thought Aquaman would have outgrossed Justice League? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. I also saw a really funny compilation. Or even make a billion dollars. Like well, you listen to John Campion, right? And I didn't. I, I didn't see. Well, no, I, I didn't. I don't really watch John Campion. Oh, right? I was gonna say if he had a recent episode, I didn't. No, see no, it. no. But I saw a funny thing on YouTube where they did a compilation of him being wrong about Aquaman because apparently he was all about like Aquaman will never cross one billion dollars. It's not a one billion dollar movie. Having it in December doesn't make any sense. Like basically everything he said, it was the complete opposite happened. <laughs> they made like a whole like YouTube video compilation about it. Oh wow, it's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, he's not wrong. His predictions were solid. <laughs> No one would ever predict that. I was saying, yeah, no one would. No one predicted that yeah. shit. I don't think there's one person. Oh, actually, I did. Yeah, no, yeah, no. One guy on the internet actually, Aquaman. If you really read the comics, he's one of the best characters. So of course, is no. Shut up. You know shit. 
But uh, speaking of something that people aren't predicting, like what the fuck? Oh, actually, wait, breaking news. Joseph Jones just hit me up. If you guys listened to the, the Patreon episode where I revealed the crazy scoop that I had from a CW cast member, I guess I'll reiterate it here. Um, just jo- Joseph Jones reached out to me telling me that he will be appearing on this week's episode of Arrow. So on Monday, if you're listening to it now, it's coming out this today. Um, he's returning as, and we talked about it, which is so funny. He's returning as Connor Hawk in the flash forwards of Arrow. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be a cast regular, apparently. And he reached out to me to, quote unquote, leak <laughs> a, a video he put together, basically like um, teasing his return. But apparently CW said that he can't post that. So he's like, hey, man, can you, can you post this for me? I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so he's using me to post about his return on the say, down well, you probably shouldn't. You probably shouldn't say that if if he wants you. If he wants, man, you to, if the CW is gonna listen to this podcast, well, I mean, Sony did, and they flagged just. <laughs> but it wasn't like it wasn't like Sony themselves. It was like you know they run like an algorithm or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They run in the algorithm. They hit the the same algorithm as that song. But they're not gonna. No, no CW rapper is gonna comb through a three hour podcast and be like, "You better not say shit about the Joseph Show shit." <laughs> I mean, so I think we're good. But uh, but yeah, so that's the breaking news. Joseph Jones returns Connor Hawk today on the Arrow. Good. Yeah. I told him, I'm like, that's fucking great because it might make the show better. <laughs> but I'm curious to see. Because it can't be the same version. Because no. that timeline was erased. Yeah, so it's it's going to be him, just a different him. I hope he's still Arrow, though. I didn't even ask him if he's actually still going to be Arrow, Connor Hawk. But there's no arrow right now in the flash no, forwards. No, he, so he would have to be. It'd be nice. <laughs> Unless he's the head of Argus. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> oh, don't make him new Diggle. I mean, he is John Diggle Jr. I know, but I like when he's Connor Hawk Even Diggle. No, he's not. He's, like, he, uh, he's supposed to be Connor Hawk, but not. he's not really Connor Hawk. <laughs> Why? Because he's not the comic book version? Well, no, because no, that's, like, that's not his name. Like, oh, oh, yeah. It's John like Diggle his, Jr. That's his fake name. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it, though. <laughs> that was one of the best. No, I think... That actually was the best episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Arrow 2046? Yeah, it's up there. Well, no, I can't think of another. can't think of anything that was better. I can't think of anything else stuck with me. And that was early. That was season one, I think. Oh, no, was it season two? I think it was season one. I can look it up. Keep talking, though. Because I'm like, I don't remember the Hawks being in that episode. And it was season one. Not, uh, no, it was just her. Hawk girl. Didn't Hawkman come back later? No, he was in the beginning, wasn't he? Yeah. Hmm. I want to see it was season one. I'll look it up, though. But yeah, the next trailer uh, that dropped during the Super Bowl, another Captain Marvel trailer dropped. About to show these boys how we do it. You ready? Higher, further, faster, baby. Yes, baby. Higher. Further. Try to keep up. And yeah, all they really did was push the uh, further, faster. Uh, what what was it? What did they say again? It was like further, faster, harder, or some shit like that. That's really the only thing they pushed. Yeah, it's it's this. Wow, this is really early. 
It's called Star City 2046. Is the sixth episode of the first season of DC Legends of Tomorrow. The sixth episode. Oh, dang. So that's, yeah. Wow, they peaked early. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I keep watching that show? That was, super, that was like, yes, that was super early. But that's, that's back when I was like really hyped about Legends of Tomorrow. That's when I thought it was the Justice League of the Arrowverse. Nah. I, heard, I heard other people say, oh, yeah, Legends of Tomorrow is the best of the CW shows because it, win. it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a fun, you know, it's a fun time. You that know, doesn't make it good. It's like, you yeah, that's what I was seriously. saying. It doesn't, that doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> oh. Because I, because I, 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 no, I'll get to that later. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, Captain Mar- the Captain Marvel trailer, all they really pushed was, yeah, the higher, further, faster thing, but they pretty much still showed. The same footage. And they showed a little bit of Monica Rambeau's mother, Marie Rambeau. Oh, I saw that. And like then I was the walking to the airplanes or whatever. Yeah, the walking to the airplane. And then I was just it. It was just higher, further, faster. And they did it again, higher, further, faster. And they kept showing her standing up, standing up. But they didn't really show again, they're still not showing anything like that makes me want to root for Carol. That shows me why she's the strongest of the Avengers or why going phase four. And granted, obviously, they're probably going to, I'm assuming they're going to show that in the movie, but they're not showing me why she's the strongest Avenger, why she's going to be the one to lead the the, the, the MCU going forward come phase four. Like, she's going to be the face and leader of Marvel. Oh, God. And then also, even every, like, line delivery that I get from Brie Larson is still like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling her line delivery on stuff. I just feel, and and, and the thruster into the spotlight like that to be like she's gonna be the face of Marvel. I feel like it's almost like a repeat of what happened in the comics, where they try to make her the focal point, and people had like a like they backlashed against it. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're doing the same thing, but in the MCU. I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping we see Captain Marvel. We're like, yeah, Man, I'm hoping that's not the she case. She was either. awesome, but if she wasn't awesome. Or if she isn't awesome, and then they do keep pushing her forward as like the, the face of Marvel, I feel like that's gonna. This is a dark prediction. It's gonna fuck up the MCU. It's gonna be, the last Jedi, of the MCU. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's gonna be divide, like yeah. yeah. It's gonna divide fans. So I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not. I hope that's not the case either. And. and I don't know. I hope there's a reason that people, uh, oh, I'm not a fan of her line delivery. I don't know. I, f- I hope there's a reason that maybe she's saying it like that. And that's just not, that's just not Brie Larson acting. But even but then, even then, Monica Rambeau's mother. I was going to say, but even then, like, yeah, I was just about to say, even, even when Monica Rambeau was, she's supposed to be a regular person. Yeah. Like, I'm still not, still wasn't, it was still it's so wasn't weird. I, I don't think I've ever, I mean, I'm trying to think of times I've had issues with people's line delivery before. It's not something that comes up often for me. No. So, like, for this to be an issue for me and Captain Marvel, it's really, it's odd. Like, is it because her her presence isn't as strong as who I think Captain Marvel should be? Is that is there a disconnect there? Like, where's where's the disconnect? I mean, I think that could be it. Maybe she's not. Because, granted, even though, yeah, even though she's a woman, your thing is still... Strong chins, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not even like the look. It's like it's the gravity. It's, it's the, the gravitas. Like yeah. how you deliver it. Like, like Sarah she, Connor, she doesn't deliver like she has a strong chin. <laughs> yeah, 
That's how we're gonna describe it. Yeah, that's how. That's how. You sound like a person with a weak chin, puny chin, <laughs> puny god. But you know when Sarah Connor in Terminator Two, when she speaks, she's got this like tone of authority. Like I feel like Captain Marvel should have that, but she doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah, that's that's probably the best comparison I can think of, because Sarah Connor has that vibe. Like when she's like shooting a shotgun into the T one thousand at the end, like she's just cranking that shit and blasting away. Like there's like a level of like strength there that just I don't get that same feeling evoked. Or even like from someone like a Koye or Naki 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 yes, Naki. Yes. Like I don't get. So I was trying to think of a white woman as an yeah. example, but yeah, yeah, even like a Nakia or a Koye, especially a Koye. A Koye, she's hurt. Fucking Denai Guerrero's uh, delivery of lines is powerful. Like, even when she was like uh, making a joke in, in Infinity War, why was she up there the whole time? Like that, that thing? Like yeah. I, I, I seemed like I was like, yeah, that's authority. Yeah. <laughs> why was she up there the whole time? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I just don't. I'm, I'm, uh, this isn't my war. I didn't start this war, but I'm going to end it. And it's like. You, you knock against that too, right? It doesn't yeah, sound It doesn't strong. sound strong at all. Like, the Nightgirl can make jokes and they sound powerful. Even the Starbucks joke in Infinity War. Like, you know what I mean? When she was just like, you know, I, I don't know. I was thinking more like I a Starbucks. get a Starbucks, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's, even that. And that's not a powerful line. And not even that it sounds powerful. It's, it just sounds authentic. Like, I feel like that's really, I think that's really the word. Like, she Authentic. doesn't sound, she doesn't sound genuine. Yeah. Okay. It sounds measured. Yeah. Like, she's thinking about the line. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. It's like this weird, like, very thin line of, like, suspension of disbelief that you have watching a movie. And if someone just crosses it a little bit, it's like, oh, that seems fake. I'm like, it's all fake. Like, yes, <laughs> it is. Like, oh, but she make believe it was real. Oh, I thought that starship that Tony Stark blew up was real. Yeah, like, it's so weird when you... And then if, if, if too many things cross that level of disbelief, you start picking apart everything in the movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that phenomenon where it's like, oh, well, this movie sucks, and I'm going to nitpick everything about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. But yeah, I guess maybe that's with Captain Marvel. I don't know. I, I'm just but according according to the, which I don't trust these things anyway. But according to box office track, it's tracked to open up to a massive 160 million dollars opening weekend. Captain Marvel. I'm like I don't believe that shit because I've I haven't really heard that many people say oh Captain Marvel I'm excited. But then at the same time I feel like because of what Infinity War did, people are gonna regardless of what we feel about it, we're still gonna watch it because we're just like. You have to show me why she's so important. Like she's so important that she was the main stinger at the end of Infinity War. Yeah, I've heard people talk more about Far From Home than Captain Marvel, and I feel like the only and there's reason- been several trailers for Captain Marvel as opposed to yeah the one of Far From Home. Yeah, but I feel like if people are going to see Captain Marvel, it is on the purely the merit of it tying directly into Infinity War. I mean, hey, do whatever you got to do to get butts and seats. I'm not going <laughs> to knock him for that, but I'm just, I don't know. I wish it was more based on the merit of her character and how you felt about, like, excitement for the trailers, but it's not there. And again, we might see the movie come out. Perfect Vision! That yeah. shit was great! Because they're not showing a lot, so there's something there. But, yeah, like... I just hope it's her that makes me like the movie. Not, I, I, not hope, like I the hope plot. it's her. Like, yeah, I not hope like it's not everything. Not like a plot or something. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? If I walk out of Captain Marvel and I think she's the weakest part of the movie, it's a failure. It's a failure, yeah. yeah. 
Be like, oh yeah, but I liked I liked Ronan the Accuser in this movie. He was fucking great. That's terrible. Man, like, if you like Ronan, not, but the movie, I'm like, but the bro. movie, yeah, the movie isn't called Ronan the Accuser. No, but if you like, if you end up liking Ronan the Accuser more than Captain Marvel, was a problem. Yeah, that's definitely because <laughs> Ronan was the weakest part of Guardians. Or of the like, Galaxy. oh, that cat was fucking great. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so sad. <laughs> but what'd you think of Captain? What did you think of Brie Larson's Captain Marvel? Eh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't hate her, but. Could have been better. Yeah, it could have been better. Yeah, that 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 yeah, that's definitely a failure. Even if even if you rate the movie a high more than passable, and she's still yeah, yeah. Especially because they're lean like they're leaning on her character. Yeah, you gotta earn it. You can't just be like she's the new face of Marvel and not have her actually earn it. No, you don't have to earn it. You gotta earn it. <laughs> you have to earn it. <laughs> Besides that, T, earn it. Um. Yeah, that's it for that's it for trailers. But uh speaking of another uh superhero with uh the the F- Fast and Furious franchise, uh The Rock is saying and and it's looking like it might end up happening, but The Rock wants Jason Momoa to join the Hobbs and Shaw franchise as his brother. That'd be awesome. That would be fucking great. First of all, that's too much testosterone in the screen at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they both do that, like, Samoan, like, I might turn gay instantly. <laughs> you might. Like, it's like the, it's the gay annihilation wave just hits you automatically. Huh? What's, oh, so sexy. <laughs> I'm like, aren't you technically? <laughs> I am straight as an arrow, my friend. Okay. A crooked arrow. On a recurve bug. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, that, I think that would be pretty. That would be pretty dope to see to see the two of them together. But then I'm like, so then in the sequel, you're just fighting fucking. You are you fighting Galactus because now you got two superheroes <laughs> and Shaw, and you already <sighs> fought a super strength, Idris Elba. So I'm like, what the fuck would you fight in the sequel? Thanos. It's <laughs> yeah, gonna legit like, be Thanos. And it's a crossover. <laughs> remember that? Remember that old comic where Thanos is a helicopter, like the Thanos copter. Wait, what? You never seen that comic before? No. Like, it was an old comic where Thanos literally has a helicopter. Hold on. Thanos copter. I think the, the comic ends with him being arrested, like, by police. I've seen that, like, Thanos get arrested by police. Yeah, see? Which I thought was stupid. Thanos copter. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be Thanos and that versus Hobbs and Shaw and Jason Momoa is chasing him. You've heard it here, guys. Confirmed. Oh my god, that'd be the best crossover ever. Yeah, I was just like, who else would they? Fi-? They're already fighting a superhuman. Now that they have to fight God in the next one. But uh, yeah, speaking of, speaking of God, this character uh, typically has a God complex. Batman, and he's been played by uh, Ben Affleck for the last oh yeah this couple of years. But it's now official, even though it was official before, but now it's official, official, that Ben Affleck is definitely out as Batman. It was serious before, but now it's super serial. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody knew before we knew, so it's like, once the news came out, oh yeah, but it's now official, Ben Affleck is out as Batman. I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now they, fi- and they also finally got movement on the Batman Matt Reeves uh, movie because we're like we haven't heard anything about this movie but now it's officially it's going to be called The Batman and it's set to release June 2021 
And uh, also with that, Matt Reeves is saying that for this movie, he wants to focus more on uh, Batman being a detective as opposed to the superheroics. Are you upset at all that Ben Affleck's stepping down? No. Yeah, no one is. <laughs> Most people I've talked to are just like, I don't care. And, and that's not to say I disliked him as Batman. I really liked him as Batman. I think in mm. terms of live action, granted, we didn't... Of course, I, I'm not taking what we've seen in Justice League. I'm taking that... I mean, even BVS, it's a mixed bag. It's like, I liked elements of his Bruce, his Bruce Wayne Batman, but I don't know. It's hard to tell because like he didn't have enough in BVS for me to get a clear picture of his character. Um, But it seemed like he was trying. But yeah. then we get to Justice League, you see like he was phoning it in. So I'm like, I don't even really have a clear picture of like what your Bruce Wayne Batman would have been. But based on it's what so I've seen, messy. but based on what I've seen in BVS, I liked, I didn't like the movie, but I liked what he did in BVS. <laughs> you look like, I like those shoes. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, that's just one, that's just one, that's just one moment. But overall, uh, <laughs> overall, I liked what he did. And be like, I liked his, especially considering like when it was first announced. Oh, Ben Affleck is gonna be Batman. It's yeah, like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. And then you saw what we got. I was like, he was good at scowl. Oh, that was pretty good. Like he had he had a good angry Bruce Wayne scowl. Yeah, for I mean for their ver for that version, old man Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I liked that version <laughs> of old man Bruce Wayne. Old man quotes. <laughs> yeah, forty forty year old quote. But yeah, this. But anyway, this is what Matt Reeves' uh, exact quote is for what he wants to do for this movie. It's very much a point of view driven noir Batman tale. It's told very squarely on his shoulders and I hope it's going to be a story that will be thrilling, but also emotional. It's more Batman in his detective mode than we've seen in the films. The comics have a history of that. He's supposed to be the world's greatest detective and that's not necessarily been what been a part of what the movies have been. I'd love this to be one where when we go on that journey of tracking down the criminals and trying to solve a crime, it's going to allow for his character to have an arc so that he can go through a transformation. So basically the Arkham games where you're putting, solving crimes and all. And I'm like, I would like to see that because that was, that was something I always lean into or talk about with the Batman movies. You never get to see him be a detective. You never get to see him. He's like one of the top, you know, one of the smartest men in the DC universe. But in the movies, you don't really get that. You always see him be the, you know, the fighter, the brawler. And it's like, he's both. Yeah. I feel like Zack Snyder said the same shit about BVS Batman. <laughs> he did, and you didn't. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see this vision first, but I've been promised so many fucking lies from the DC camp so far. So I believe when I see it. I mean, until then, whatever. I'm so done. <laughs> I'm so over Batman at this point. But with that said, though, do you have a person in mind for the Batman in role? mind for Batman? I like the John Hamm casting. Other than that, I can't really. I you know what I am. I will say this: I'm against the "let's make Bruce Wayne black" thing. I've seen that online. I'm like, why? What are you doing? You're forcing it. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> like, I didn't, I was contemplating making a post about it. I was like, I don't want that fucking problem. <laughs> it's gonna be backlash from all sides. Black people can get mad at me for saying, "Oh, but you don't want a black Batman." What's wrong with you? White people can get mad at me for even suggesting, or even if I said I don't want it, people were still gonna be like, "Oh, but you hate DC." <laughs> so I'm like, I don't. Even, I, there's no winning in it. So I'm not even gonna talk on it. But I will say here that it seems like it's. I'm usually for shaking up the status quo. I'm always 
like like pro swapping race when it makes sense. But I feel like especially Batman doesn't make any sense. That feels very forced. Like an unnecessary change. You could do it, but it feels like an unnecessary change. Especially considering Bruce Wayne's character is like, you know, I saw someone make a joke that Bruce Wayne's real power is white, white privilege. privilege yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, it makes sense. He's old money. Like there Yeah, his family cut yeah. Unless you change history, like there were no black families back in slave era that had, you know, money like that that I know of. You know what I mean? I know. I'm pretty sure there was like a couple like one here and there, but not really. Yeah. So I feel like that almost be rewriting history to make a a black Batman that has a you know inherited old money. Yeah, cuz it's not like Bruce Wayne is he was the one that was rich. It's like no, his money goes back to like like the Waynes helped found Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. And I don't know. I guess you could probably make the argument well, it's fantasy. There is no Gotham, so you could say a black family helped found it because it's not real, but it's like... Mm. But this is the line. You know what I mean? This this is that line you tiptoe across. Like, what what is... Wh- is someone being like, oh, but representation for this? Is that an argument? Like, there's got to be a line somewhere. Yeah, that's why I was like, but... Uh, I'm not not a fan. But um, I, going back to the casting... I don't know. Were you, were, no, never mind. Never mind. Because I just remembered. <laughs> I just remembered uh, the Stan Lee thing. I was going to say, what do you think of Army Hammer? What about Army Hammer? Oh, because it's comments. Yeah, because it's comments. Oh, right. Yeah, I was like, eh. I, really that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but he's like a younger. I guess they do want a young, younger Batman. Yeah, right? they want a younger Batman. Yeah, I guess John Hamm's kind of old, too. I mean, I wouldn't mind Army Hammer because it's. Stan Lee comments. I don't care. <laughs> Again, it's another thing. We, we, you see how you see you brought fucking Twitter comments about the, him saying some shit about Stan Lee. This is the outrage culture I'm talking about. It's bullshit. I'm not about outrage. I was just like, uh, but that comes from the outrage culture. That's like, why you're even bringing it up now. Like the reason why that became a thing. Because people were like, oh, can you believe this guy says some shit about Stan Lee? About, he was outraged about the. That's what he did to Twitter. The Twitter comment. It's a fucking Twitter comment. Like the fact that. Twi- comments on Twitter can blow up to the fact that it changes your perception of people. Like, that's the bullshit that I fucking hate. One status. One status update. Like, if it's something, like, objectively fucked up, alright, whatever. But that wasn't. That was him being like, oh, can you believe people want to make it all about them and not Stan Lee? Like, was he out of pocket for saying it? Kinda. But, like, to make it an issue as big as it was, like, fuck it, whatever, man. Like, let it go. I hate that the internet's become that. I hate yeah, the internet's you, become that. But you say shit. that, but you also, when we talked about it, you were talking, you were raging about it, you were like, oh, fuck him too. Like, Yeah, you, I am saying fuck him, but the fact that it's how much longer later, like, it's, let that shit go. Like, it shouldn't change, it's not gonna, it doesn't change my perception of him. You know what I mean? It's not like, he didn't say fuck Stan Lee. He, he was mad about people acting as if taking pictures. And you know, you know what it was? He wasn't talking about everybody, but everybody wants to be like, oh, well, just because we took a picture with Stan Lee doesn't mean that we're making it about us. But what he was doing, there were people that were doing that. There were people that, like celebrities and or not celebrities, even that I've seen, I saw, that were like, uh, like in, the easy exa- the easiest example was like Instagram thoughts, like taking pictures of themselves like in cleavage and being like, oh, I miss you, Stan Lee. And it's like, bitch, that ain't about Stan Lee at all. <laughs> that is about your fucking new bikini and the Patreon you're trying to sling. So get the fuck out of here with that. He was talking about people like that. But because it's the internet, you don't want to take context into it, and you're just like, no, not everybody's like that, Army Hammer. But he never said everybody was like that. He just made a broad statement and threw it into the the Twitterverse. But 
outrage culture and wants to take everything and make it into something else. So, yeah, we did run with that story because that was the story that we were given by by social media. Was, can you believe Army Hammer said anything bad about Stan Lee? Was it bad about Stan Lee, though? Or was it bad about the people that were he thought were using Stan Lee as a, as a platform for whatever their own bullshit was? Was it am I wrong? Was it no, no, you're not. That wrong. was what it was about, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm just saying I, I, the fact that it, it still comes up that oh ah <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> I hate that whole culture. But yeah, but anyway, the point I was, Rage Jordan returns. <laughs> the point I was trying to make about bringing up casting, and of course, it's never gonna happen. But I thought it was a funny thing. Nick Jonas is trying to Wait, audition. one of the Jonas Brothers? One of the Jonas Brothers. He wants to audition for the role of Batman. What does he look like? This is, he's, and he's, this is him. He's super young, too. Ew, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you doing? And it's not, not to say. He's like, I'm white. Come on, guys. <laughs> and not to say it hasn't happened before, but he's like 5'8". Granted, so is, so is uh, Michael Keaton. No, but we're living in a world with fucking Henry Cavill as Superman. The motherfucker's massive. Yeah. You gotta ask somebody but, massive. Well, now he's not Superman. <laughs> kind, is he? Kind of. Didn't he post, just post a picture on Instagram of him like... Well, he posted a picture of him standing next to Superman, but... It's not official. It's not official. And, and plus, according to Warner Brothers, they said, we're not... We, we, we have no plans of doing any future Superman movies. So it's like, even if he hasn't been fired, quote unquote, he's still Superman. He's not Superman because they're not doing any movies. Mm. Hmm, 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 hmm. But if they do... You need somebody taller than 5'8", so... You do. You I'm 5'8", so shout out to my 5'8 brothers out there, but we can't be Superman, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I just thought it was funny that, oh, Nick Jonas is throwing his hat to be... Uh, Wait, who would you want to be? It's bad? like... Who would you want? Well, I said, I said Army Hammer. Oh, so you do want Army Hammer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that makes more sense. I mean, I, I would say John Hamm, but he's older, so I guess Army Hammer would make sense. And he was supposed to be Batman anyway, so... Well, I thought he was supposed... No, th- wasn't he supposed to be Green ha- Hal Jordan? Was he? Originally, I thought he was gonna be Army. Ha- I thought Army Hammer was gonna be Batman in Justice League Mortal, wasn't he? I don't know. I think let me look it up. He's supposed to be somebody. You remember, remember the Mark Miller? The was it Mark Miller? George Tim Miller. Miller. Tim Miller. No, no, the Mad Max guy. It was Tim Miller, right? No, is it? I think it's George Miller. George Miller. Yeah. There's too many Millers. <laughs> I don't know names, but yeah, the Mad Max guy is making a Justice League movie called Justice League Mortal. Mm-hmm. I think Army Hammer was supposed to be the Batman, but I'll double check. But yeah, uh, so more, but anyway, more DC news. So yeah, uh, James Gunn, it's not official official, but that's basically because they're uh, yes. just coming up. What? It, it was. Uh, Army Hammer? Yeah, Army Hammer was going to be the Batman for the Justice League Mortal movie that fell through. So, I mean, yeah, I guess that would make sense mm-hmm. if they make him Batman. If. But yeah. Uh, He's got the face for it. And what do you say? The chin. Yep, it's all about that chin. Chin-tastic! But, uh, like I said, it's not official-official because he's uh, they're basically doing a contract negotiation, but it's basically official. James Gunn is in talks to direct the Suicide Squad movie, and it's not a continuation. It's going to be a straight-up reboot, and it's going to be called... It's not going to be called Suicide Squad 2. It's just going to be called The Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. And it's slated to come out August 6, 2021. And it's going to be an entire new team. I feel like it's too soon to go with the the title. Well, you know what I mean? The, yeah, the Suicide like, Squad. That's something I usually do for like a reboot years later. I remember like Predator and it's The Predator. Yeah. But I guess that's their way of trying to say, hey, guys, this is not a part two. 
Because, uh, yeah. cause, yeah, you say something that you do years later, but I guess considering that the first one just came out, you got to figure out a way to, like, let the audience know it's not a continuation. Yeah. So, I guess that would make sense. I guess. But, yeah, 20, 2021 and completely different cast of characters. And also, on top of that, they said... uh it was basically James Gunn's decision to do Suicide Squad because DC wanted him to direct one of their uh, superhero franchises, so they basically gave him the pick of the litter, and he could pick whatever he wanted. And so he thought about doing Superman, but then he turned it down, and because he has a thing for animals, there was also, at one point, he was thinking of doing a crypto movie, hmm. The Dog. <laughs> I know. There's <But, laughs> only one crypto. <laughs> yeah, but then he all that but then he ended up doing he picked Suicide Squad. So Crypto might show up as Suicide Squad. That'd be cool. It's gotta, be one, it's gotta be one animal. <laughs> uh but also with that, there was also rumors going around uh that Warner Brothers is doing a Batman Beyond animated series. But Warner Brothers came out, just in case people haven't heard. Warner Brothers came out and officially said that's not happening. So no Batman animated, Batman Beyond animated series, or and not I'm saying series, animated movie. They're not doing an animated movie, so that's kind of a bummer because I was looking once I, when I when I saw that news. Oh, Batman Beyond animated movie. That's cool. I want. I was looking forward to that. I'm kind of bummed out. Yeah, that was the response to the, Into the Spider Verse, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't think to add to that, but did you hear the funny observation that this is the year 2019 that Batman stopped being Batman in Batman Beyond's universe, and this is the same year that Ben Affleck stepped down as being Batman? <laughs> I don't, I don't what a weird coincidence. It's, <laughs> it's like the universe is aligning for Michael Keaton to come back as old man Bruce. That'd be amazing. Oh, that'd be so good. In a Batman Beyond movie. But speaking of something that might be amazing based on the fact that I loved it as a child. So, uh, yeah, the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie has been pushed up a week. I didn't know that was going to be a movie. What? I, I mentioned this <laughs> once before. But yeah. it's coming out. It was supposed to come out October 11th, 2019, this year. But now it's coming out October 4th, 2019. So I guess that means they have faith in this movie if they pu- push it up. I can't wait to see how they do this. Yeah, I can't wait because I haven't seen anything from this movie aside no. from the fact that they're making it. Yeah, I'm nothing. Yeah, there's no trailer. Wait, like, did they say anything about synopsis or anything? Uh, is this going to be random Are You Afraid of the Dark stories or is it going to be a single story? Not oh, I do s- remember talking about this. Cause I remember mentioning the made-for-TV movie they did. It yeah. was like a meta thing. It's not even, a, it just says it's going to be a completely original story and it still has the Midnight Society and it still has a campfire and it's still a story being told. That's all they're saying. So okay. they're not even, yeah. Mystery upon mystery. Mystery. So we'll see. Oh, Slappy's in it. Wait, no, that's Goosebumps. <laughs> what? I was like, I don't remember a Slappy. No, that's, that's Goosebumps. But, uh... Speaking of something else we also talked about before, I mentioned, and which I did say I want to go back and read these comics, but I mentioned that the Invincible uh, comic series is getting an uh, Amazon Prime animated show, and it's going to be rated R. 
cool. uh, with Robert Kirkman. But they finally announced who the voice actors for it is going to be. Okay. And uh, Stephen Ewan, I think I'm saying that right, uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead. Oh, Stephen Ewan? Ewan, yeah. Ewan, is it Ewan? Ewan? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I need to figure that out. So <laughs> his name. But yeah, he's going to be the lead. Uh, and they're also getting Seth Rogen, Sandra O, oh, J.K. Simmons, Zazie Beetz, uh, uh, Domino from Deadpool, uh, and most importantly, Mark Hamill is going to be voicing a main character in The Invincible. So yeah, they got a pretty star-studded cast. And uh, May Whit- May Whitman, that's uh, Aria, right? I I have no idea what her real name is. Let me hold it. Let me look it up. I think that's Aria. Or I could be completely wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I know that name. No, that's not Ari. <laughs> okay. Never mind. <laughs> I take that back. I don't know what's real anymore. But yeah, but anyway. But yeah, it's a pretty star-studded cast. Seth Rogen, Steve Ewan, Mark Hamill, J.K. Simmons. So that definitely gets me a little more interested in the uh, press, especially because people have talked about like, oh, Invincible is pretty great. They're making, you know, it's pretty. It's a great comic series. You need to check it out. And now they got the star-studded cast, so mm. hopefully, hopefully it lives up to all the hype. No, no nothing. I got <laughs> nothing. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we see what Battle Angel Alita comes out next week. No, it doesn't come out next week. It comes out the week after next. But yeah, they uh finally can't. They can't. The Wait, does it come out this weekend? Comes oh. out Valentine's Day. So whatever. What oh it, shit! Okay. I don't know. I don't think that's that. Uh, no, that's not no, next. No, that's week. next weekend. Not not this coming weekend, but the next weekend. But the Rotten Tomato score for that has been released, and I'm like, mm, I don't know what to make of that. But it's at a 51. percent Hmm. That can go either way. That's what I was like. That can go either way. Hmm. I don't know what to make of that. I feel like it's gonna be shallow. Like it might look cool, but I feel like it's not gonna have much depth. But I don't know. I'm just that, guessing. That might be accurate. I feel like I feel like I might like it, but I won't love it. Yeah, I feel I like it more than Ghost in the Shell. How about that? <laughs> well, yeah. All right. I didn't, I didn't see Ghost in the Where Shell. Did I rate that? I don't remember. I think you gave it a. That was with Jamie. Like I think yeah. it was one of her first episodes. That was one of her first episodes. Yeah. yeah. She was mad. <laughs> I mean, you were t- you, you you were she was madder, but yeah, you were you were kind of like. Eh. Yeah. It's because that fucking twist. Like, oh, by the way, Scar Johansson was Japanese. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> but speaking of something that was a twist, I mentioned this before, but uh, Legends of Tomorrow ended up getting renewed for season five. Also, why? <laughs> There's another Which, why right there. I was just like, people still watch? I thought the show was over already. Yeah, I don't even see commercials or thing, anything for it. I'm no. like... That's a good point. When does it even air? <laughs> I'm like, what, yeah, day, what does, day does it come what, out? What day does it come on? I don't know. But also with that, all the other shows got renewed. Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, which... It was pretty much a no-brainer. But, yeah, the Legends of Tomorrow one, like, shocked me. I was like, yeah, Legends of Tomorrow is probably going to get canceled after this season. But They made that joke about the small, little fan base, so there you go. They really yeah, did. Yeah, and, and Black Lightning got renewed for uh, for season uh, three. So, yeah, they all got renewed. 
including, I mentioned this again, I mentioned this earlier, but yeah, Supernatural is coming back for a season 15, which is crazy to me. Like, oh, I got an email about Supernatural was around when Batman Begins first came out. Smallville and shit was going on. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I got, a, I got an email about Supernatural. Apparently, they're having like their three, no, 300th episode? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. This, like, this, this, this season. We invite you to something. I'm like, I don't watch that show. So I don't know. Yeah, the 300th episode. I'm like, Supernatural was still on when Buffy was still on. So I'm just like, Oh my God, really? Yes. Jesus Christ. I was like, wow. So yeah, 15, 15th season. I'm trying to find it. What, the email? Yeah, but you can keep going. Uh, I saw another, I forgot what it was. It was a meme that showed like all the things that, uh, oh, it's my stomach. Uh, yeah, so that's what I mentioned before. I was like, if you hear growling. No, it's my stomach this time. Yeah, I know. But- TNT celebrates 300th episode of Supernatural with fan favorite marathon. Oh, yeah, there you go. So they're, they're marathoning the show. But yeah, what I was saying is I saw a meme that said when Supernatural first started, all these things were still around. Like how to get away, how 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 I met your mother was still on. Batman Begins oh, just aired. Like it was a bunch of show. I'm like, damn, Supernatural's been on for fucking ever. Just end it. <laughs> God damn it. But uh, what else? Oh, so Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super Broly is uh making a landmark or it's about to cross a hundred million dollars at the box office which would basically make it one of the first anime movies to do that so yeah it's, it's killing killing it's killing it at the box office for dragon ball dragon ball super broly so congratulations to that and uh final finally coming down last two two things Zack Snyder's coming back to directing he's been gone for a while oh I saw this I'm actually kind of excited yeah he's directing a zombie movie called Army of the Dead did you watch Dawn of the Dead with uh George George what's his name I have no idea what you're about to say right now the the actor I don't know (laughs) I'm trying to think do I know any of the actors in that movie except for George Clooney is that is that the George one? George Clooney in a zombie movie? Day of the No, I think yeah, no, it was like a vampire movie. Day of the Dead, Dawn. No, of, no, 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 no. What? No. Uh oh, you want the vampire movie? Yeah. No. That's not the same. Dawn of Fuck, what was that called? It's like Dawn of something. Yeah. Damn it. I know what you're talking about, but no, it's it's a zombie it's movie. It's not Dawn of Dawn of the Dead. Dawn no, Dawn of the Dead is a zombie movie. And it's a, it's Zom- Dawn of the Dead is actually a remake of an a George Romero zombie movie. Oh, from Dust Till Dawn. There Dust we go. Till Dawn. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I've seen that. That's no. an older movie. So no, I haven't seen Yeah. Okay. It's it's it, it was my favorite until I think I mentioned this before in the podcast. Before I mean until Train to Busan, Dawn of the Dead was actually my favorite zombie movie. And it's a Zack Snyder movie. Um I think it's one of the best in terms of like visually. Uh it's a it's it's kind of like the the because it's based on a classic zombie movie, but it's it boils down the essentials of what makes a good zombie movie. There's survival horror aspect of it. it's a bunch of people trapped in a mall, and you see how they deal with uh, the zombie apocalypse trying to get inside. Um, 
there's a zombie baby in it. So zombie baby. There's a zombie baby. <laughs> so there's an EP. I'm like, how does that work? No, but it goes, nah. <laughs> I was like, how does it survive? <laughs> it was born a zombie. <laughs> but uh the synopsis for Army of the Dead is the adventure is set amid a zombie outbreak in Los Angeles, Las Vegas during which a man assembles a group of mercenaries to take the ultimate gamble, venturing into quarantine into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever. Hmm. Interesting. So it's basically what it sounds like, a heist zombie movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if... I don't know what the original Day of the Dead was called. Or, I mean, what was it about, I mean? Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, I love Dawn of the Dead as a movie, so to see a Netflix... Follow up to it. If it sucks, you know, fuck Zack Snyder. But <laughs> if it doesn't, then all right, cool. It's his his path to redemption after the DC universe fell apart around him. I'm rooting for him. Yeah. Get off Vero. Start making movies again. <laughs> so talking about BVS, it's over, bro. Did you know that? I, did you see the Kevin Smith? That's the last thing I'm gonna end on. Oh, okay, cool. That's the thing I'm gonna end on. So yeah, finally, uh, and I'm ended on this because we ended on this uh, the Bill Maher thing last week. But yeah, Kevin Smith responded to uh, Bill Maher's little rant that he had. He responded on Twitter, calling pussy, <laughs> at, more or less. So he said, "Yes, Bill Maher took a shot at me during his show last night in the midst of his latest rant about the real Stanley and adults who like comic books." No, I'm not mad at all. Bill may talk tough, but he's a stoner like me and a real pussycat when confronted. And then he posted a YouTube link of when he was on his show. And then he basically confronted him about Bill Maher calling him fat. And was just like, yeah, I wanted to punch you. In, I wanted to slap you in the face, but not like <laughs> slap you with like actually slap you with my hand. I wanted to like slap you with my dick. <laughs> and it basically called him an asshole to his face. And Bill Maher was like pretty much moved on yeah, he just laughed it off like yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's like um so yeah that's that's that was kevin smith responding to it it's like, that guy yeah more or less Come and on, you had and uh peter david who's another comic book writer also responded but he wrote and it, and it was a pretty good response but it was pretty it's pretty long so i'm not gonna oh. read yeah i'm not gonna read it but yeah basically fall asleep he, over here yeah but he more or less like came for his argument of it's kind of the same thing you did. Like, oh, if if I'm a kid and I like certain things, I can't like them as an adult. Like, how does that make sense? That was like the weakest part of his whole argument, and it was like one of the first things he said. And so then he it also was like, it fucked up his entire argument. And then he also made. Uh, I, I think I could read this part where it makes it seem like he's talking about cosplayers, but then he then he's not. But basically, he's no uh, Peter David because oh. he was like. Yeah, because he said this is this is this this is the short part. He said Bill Maher informed us both on Twitter and again last night that comic books are for kids, and that fans of them are basically stunted individuals who are who are unable to accept adulthood. So let's talk about fans. And he said fans love to argue. They are particularly big on arguing who their heroes can defeat. And periodically they gather in large crowds, sometimes numbering in the fifth over fifty thousand. They pay ridiculous entry fees to get in, and many of them dress up like their favorite heroes. In the places where they gather, they cheer on their respective faves, chant together, eat and hang together. They buy a ton of merchandise, dropping hundreds of thousands of dollars. And if they're lucky, they get autographs and go home happy. Hell, on rare occasions, they even attend parades dedicated to their heroes. 
And that's just Mets fans. <laughs> okay. And it's also Yankees fans and Phil- and Philly and Phillies fans and Dodgers fans and Jets fans and Giants fans and Knicks fans and so on and so on. Hell, Bill Maher even profits off of it since he bought a minority share of Mets in 2012. But you're not talking about Mets fans, are you? Someone told me he's a Star Trek fan. Is he? Yeah, that's Bill what I Maher? heard. Uh, yeah. So, I was like, you hypocritical bitch. <laughs> so or any movie. Yeah, anything. It's, it's a, It was a dumb argument. I wonder if he even wrote that that monologue. Well, he has writers, but he has to approve it. Yeah. I'm just saying, it was such a weird lapse of logic. Like, really big lapse of logic. But anyway. But yeah, so he just goes on to talk about, it's stupid for you to say, just because you like something as a child, and it brings you joy, you shouldn't like it as an adult. Like, we do escape like you do comedy as a form of escapism and then he talked about how neil degrasse tyson liked science as a child and now he's an astrophysicist you mean to tell me because he liked it as a child he needs to grow astrophysicist oh i'm sure what he meant was like things that he qualified as childish so if you were to ask him like you mean reading and like you're being science i'd be like no of course i don't mean that i mean the childish shit but even that's stupid Whatever. But it's like, it doesn't even make sense because if you take, because this whole thing is, oh, I'm reading a book with pictures, but it's like, but if you take just a book with no, with no words, that's considered, you know, great art or whatever, you know, that's real literature. But then if you take up just pictures, you know, quote unquote pictures, that's considered art, that's considered great. But then, but you merge the two together. It's just it's what like he labels. It's, child, it's childish. Yeah, it's, what, it's whatever he labels as childish. It's childish. Basically, what it comes down to because because Bill Maher's the type of guy. He's an intellectual idiot. He cannot think beyond himself. Like he he's basically applying his own logic about himself to everyone in the world. But it's like, bro, not everybody's you. Like just because you might have quote unquote grown out of comics doesn't mean other people can't lift inspiration thing like inspiration from them or moral lessons or like anything you might take from a comic or any or any book or any movie or anything yeah you can read comics and still pay your bills yeah like whatever. you can read comics and still fuck oh fuck Bamar. let's let's get to the, the the kevin smith part of it i said i mentioned no not, that's what you meant by the the Oh, that's, Kevin on, Smith that's, that's, the only, that's the only thing I know about. No, on his show, he had a whole uh, segment about, uh, cause I thought you were going to tie into the Zack Snyder talk. He talked about, uh, he, he spoke to somebody on the set, that like, worked on the set of uh, Justice League with Zack, and he, apparently the guy saw. Oh, no, um, I didn't see, I didn't see. I didn't okay, know. yeah, this is, this is the real news. It was like a layout of the entire DCEU, uh, or more so the Justice League timeline. Remember how originally it was supposed to be? two movies apparently originally originally which is of course always the plan in these big hollywood superhero movies mm-hmm. to make it a trilogy so justice league one is what kind of what we got but like a bastardized abbreviated version of it with steppenwolf but it was supposed to remember how before we we had her rumors and stuff again from kevin smith but about um dark side dark showing, side up, showing up yeah and getting visions of that and dark side was supposed to be the one that sucked steppenwolf into the boom tube mm-hmm. or whatever and there might have been a fight there might not have been a fight depending on who you ask apparently but uh the guys came to me spoke to apparently saw the big plot boards for the entire trilogy that uh what's his face comic Zach. guy not Zack snyder no comic jeff jeff johns jeff johns i think it was jeff johns well, he works with the... He yeah, I think it was Jeff Johns. It was somebody, it was a comic book guy that worked on the story with Zach. So maybe it was Jeff Johns. I don't remember. Point is, it was three movies. First one we kind of saw. Second one was supposed to be taking the fight 
to Darkseid. So they were going to like go into space. It was going to be Justice League Adventure 2 Apocalypse. And apparently it was supposed to end fucked up. So it's basically supposed to end like Infinity War where they lose or whatever. And then the third movie is Darkseid goes to Earth and destroys it in the same way that in the first, in the BVS, Batman saw that post-apocalyptic future. And then it's them trying to save the Earth that's basically been taken over and partially destroyed by Darkseid and the, the forces of Apocalypse. So they're going to kind of almost do Earth 2, more or less. Kinda. Kinda. Is it dark as fuck? Yes. Uh, would audiences might not have liked it if they kept Zack Snyder's tone throughout, and which is to say bleak, and not have any of the humor that was added to the original Justice League? Probably. <laughs> but is it interesting? Yeah, more interesting than what we got. I mean, the fact that it he, Zack Snyder did kind of have a plan, like that, all that stuff that was in BVS was going to ultimately tie into something in the future. Yeah, like considering, granted, we had our problems with like BVS and stuff like that. And ultimately, I'm going to just say we didn't really like it. Mm. It was still from Man of Steel, BVS, which should have been Justice League. It was still one vision, one story that he wanted to tell. And he never got to really tell that story. So, yeah, I ultimately, yeah, because people probably, oh, uh, because I'm about to say, I would have liked to have seen Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I was going to say, because people would be like, listen, they'd be like, but yeah, but don't you not like BVS and all that other stuff? But I still wanted to see what his vision was. Yeah, and not the, the and where he wanted, version yeah, where he wanted to go with the story, because like now it's just a bunch of loose ends with the, with the way you got Justice League, how the Justice League that we got, it's a bunch of loose ends that are never gonna get tied in or mm. or or resolved. Yeah, no payoffs for any of it. Like the whole Flash, am I too late or do what all that stuff? Like none of that is resolved. The whole Omega, but how dark would that have been? The whole they were gonna tie back to that. Yeah, like they were gonna destroy the world. So. Flash going back into the past was, you know, necessary. Or like even the whole nightmare Batman vision. Yeah. Like we're not getting any of that. Nope. But that was the world that was going to be created by the third movie. And even Kevin Smith even talked about scenes that were changed that the person that he spoke to said were different during filming. So like that scene that everybody thought was supposed to be Superman with like, I thank God you're here. Let's hope you're not too late. Apparently in that scene, the, the background crew was using green lights to flash onto um, Alfred. So the, the assumption was it was going to be a Green Lantern in that scene, not Superman. So like, what? No. I mean, I heard that being a it's like, rumor. What the fuck, man? <laughs> like, stuff like that sounds cool. So it's like, man, you, you probably should just let him do his thing. I mean, like, it, it might still sucked, but at least there'd be some connected tissue yeah. there. Like, you know what I mean? Because that just looks like dead in the water. Like, there's no, there's not even like a build up to like, all right, I can't wait to see the League of Villains. There's not even nope. enough villains in the DC universe to even care about to see that. Not even. You have to make them all up. And then the one you kind of supposed to care about, you don't. Lex Luthor. <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> not at all. The, 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 the DC villain I care about the most is the one that hasn't had a movie. And funny, en <laughs> and funny enough, going back to line reading, it's like weird because I don't like Jesse Eisenberg's version of Lex Luthor but what he does I don't necessarily have a problem with like his like the line delivery so it's like it's a weird wait you don't have a problem with Lex Luthor's line delivery like it doesn't sound like what but no the Kentucky Fried Chicken but, voice no, 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 but no but this this is what I'm saying like I don't like his characterization of Lex Luthor yeah 
But the way he says his line with how he's portraying that character, you could believe that's a real person. But like with Brie Larson, like I'm saying, mm-hmm. like her line delivery, I don't know. It just seems, again, like. It, okay, I, I see what you're saying. As stupid as it is, you believe it's real. Yes, it's it comes off it co- genuine. Yeah, despite it being stupid, but her, she doesn't sound authentic. Yeah, I get. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yes, her line delivery is technically not as good as Jesse Eisenberg's, even though I hate the things he's saying with a fiery passion. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Even his stupid ass Kentucky Fried Chicken, like no, it's stupid. Yeah, even the kindness of monsters. But that's that's why I brought it up. Like, I'm it was like, still good. Like, it was like that's why right. I brought it up. As much as I hate Jesse Eisenberg's Lex, Lex Luthor, I still believe him more than I believe. Granted, I haven't seen the movie, and I, so it's, it's it's not a fair comparison to make because I've mm. seen a whole movie with him. Yeah. As opposed to this just trailer, but even still, <clears throat> Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah, that yeah yeah that's a good point. It's a sad point. It's a sad point. But <laughs> it's a very sad point, but it's a true point. Fuck. I'm like, I'm trying to disprove my head, but it's like, no, you're right. Yeah. I can't believe that shit he says is so dumb. But if if someone had turned around at any point in that movie and had gone, uh, don't you think Edward Nigma? And he's like, ha ah! ha I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I like it a little better now. Yeah. But just calling him Lux Luthor is what fucks it all up. Yeah. Like, Ugh. Yeah. It was fucked it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Man, I hope Brie Larson does not. <laughs> I hope she's able to not. Don't let that be fucking true. <laughs> Don't let Lex Luthor be a better actor than you. Please. <laughs> that's some fucked up shit. But yeah, anyway, that's it. That was the that was the Kevin Smith stuff I thought you we were going to talk about. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Oh, yeah. No. That was like a big, what? There was a plan. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, ultimately, you could tell just from the little bit of peppering in credit. But you you could tell that the, that he had a that he had a plan like, cause I'm like that nightmare Batman scenario and all that shit that couldn't have just came from nowhere and he had no intention of doing anything with it. Yeah. Even the Flash. Granted, I still have my questions about it because I'm like, but Bruce Wayne was sleeping and the Flash came in his dream. But then you saw it the was pa- executed. But then you poorly. saw the papers flying around when he woke up. But then he woke up within him waking up. And I'm like, how does that work? Inception. <laughs> it's dreams within dreams, bruh. So I'm like, that's not like, yeah, the execution of it was like stupid, but it's like, obviously he had a plan, like he planned on bringing that back. Yeah. But and you don't, you know, you can't see the full vision until it's all laid out, but we'd have to have held on for two more Zack Snyder Justice Leagues to see that whole vision. Three, three. So I don't know, maybe it was the right move to cut their losses. While they I would say ahead. really three Jack, Zack Snyder, because we didn't really get a full two and a half. <laughs> I'd say two and a half Justice Leagues. Yeah, speaking of dreams, I'm tired. Is that it? Yeah, I said, oh yeah, I'm done. All right, yeah. I'm all raged out for this episode. <laughs> you calmed down as we as we as we started going. Yeah, I wanted more things to rage about, but you weren't giving me enough ammo. So no. <laughs> like, come on, it's not it's not rage inducing enough. Give me some more rage things. I don't have any rage news. Okay, well, I'm mad that I'm not even mad at Zack Snyder to get a chance. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm mad Zack Snyder to get a chance to finish this trilogy. Jordan just wants to be mad at something. I do. Because he had a bad week. I had a bad week. But don't worry, guys. We're still friends because I know people probably listen like, is this the end of the show? Yeah, no, it's over. I'm getting the other mic on the podcast next week. Me and him are going to be taking over. It's not not happening. Yeah, it's going to (laughs) be. It's not happening. He's not. I keep him consistent. Mm -hmm. All right. right, That's true. I'll give you that. You keep him regular, baby. (laughs) 
like fiber. I keep them shitting. Okay, you made it gross. I was trying to make it like <laughs> kind of like I'm alluding to it, but I don't want to say it. No, I talked about Dookie on my stories earlier. So it's like, because I wanted, I was like, I was just walking from home from work and I was like, who came up with that word? It was just like a the random thought. Yeah, like I'm like, because I'm like, because I was just like, you know, with languages, obviously it had to come from somewhere. Like, and I was just like, who thought of the word dookie and then the fact that it caught on i'm like where did that word even come from? i'm like it sounds so nasty it's gotta be a 14 year old black kid that was my assumption like, <laughs> like, a, like a young black kid like yeah i gotta take a dookie and i'm like who like <laughs> well back in my day oh my god like back in your day <laughs> i just got I, I just felt so old you sound like fucking uh the grandpa from rugrat when i was when uh, I, 15 oh, yeah, miles 15 miles <laughs> No, uh, I was a kid. They used to like I used to have braids. And they when I was a boy. When I was oh god, no, yeah, I'm Kingpin. When I was a boy, fucking raging like Kingpin this episode. <laughs> the uh, braids, like when you had big braids that were like not super tight, call them Dookie braids. Yeah, Dookie braids. Yeah. So I assumed a kid started. But no, I think Dookie came before, way before that. What? Okay, I don't know. I, I had the urge of like, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the origin of the term Dookie. <laughs> where where the word Dookie originated? Dookie. Did I'm you, like, did you look it up? You just wondered to yourself. I just wondered to myself. I'm like, because like I found it a weird word. Wait, I, I googled it. The answer is hilarious because it, it adds like this weird layer of mystique to it. Dookie origin. I didn't look up like you know date or something, but the the first thing Google pops up is Dookie origin 1960s origin unknown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's a mystery. Yeah, some, like, we, someone solved this mystery. <laughs> some superhero was like, I'm gonna, I will be known as the Dookie. So clearly I'm not the only one. It's like, so somebody else must have wanted to know because at least they figured out a camera. They tracked it down. They tracked it down to 1960. <laughs> <laughs> we need Batman the case yeah. for this. Call Army Hammer. Where's he? <laughs> All right. But on that note, let's get out of here. This week's episode of Blur Vision. I've been your host, Jordan with Michael. And we will see you next week. Peace. Or will we? Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> or will we? <laughs> Fucking dookie. This whole podcast is dookie. Crawling <laughs> with Broly who browbeats your brain and I'll bring in the bruises. You brothers were racing in green because you losers and me my strength. If you wrote a will, it'll soon be a race. Have you been this afraid? Death failed every time they had tried. Have you been this afraid? This shell's only why I survived. Have you been this afraid? Turn pale when my eyes turn white. Have you been this afraid? Turn tail when I'm twice your size. This is under control. Wondering if my decision's my own. I took his out when my vision was gone. Father was struggling when I wasn't grown. Maybe the king had a point that he showed. If I had the choice, I seize the throne. Do it, bro. Is that what I'm told? Take a Kamehameha ninja way. Hate a scrape over a graze on my frame. On my face, what a shame, a disgrace and a waste of a race to a race. I'll make the place shake with my weight. Straight from the same, I stay insane and slay insane. Stay the use of stain and strains. I say how my safe way and straight, so no stain in my skates. Satan, I'm a unstable slave for my sake. Legendary, come up with preventive You and all hereditary. I don't want to send your energy from any friend who's sparing. Cause you'll never end me solitary. Even comments barely wearing out my powers. Expanding with destiny. Golden freezer, turning you into my jewelry. They don't be making bark in the king. Will of the great, but you will want to lose to me. With the bigger the eagles you bring to the stage How much I turn from my saliva cause I'm boiling with rage Have you been this afraid? Death failed every time they had tried Have you been this afraid? This shell's only why I survived 
Have you been this afraid? Turn pale when my eyes turn white. Have you been this afraid? Turn tail when I'm twice your size.